0: Right back in the mix, one more time. Welcome back, everybody. Here we are for another one, believe it or not. Just chilling here. It's uh, midnight after a long day of work. Kicking back in my, my Jammy Jams, got my heater on, sipping some smooth, high percentage Trader Joe's dark beer just really enjoying myself, you know. Ah. It's kind of romantic, if you think about it. It's raining outside. Anyway, so today, Matthew and I are going to go over some, a lot of entertainment news. You know, you guys are going to have some fun with that. Y'all seen Venom yet? Well, if you haven't, get ready for some spoilers. We're about to rock your fucking world we're not gonna rock your world it's really not that interesting well we're interesting the movie's not that interesting but I hope you guys uh, like what we have to say about it we're gonna break down a lot of the newest stuff Uh, following our traditional repertoire we have a lot of uh, a lot of superhero stuff that we talk about You know, we got Aquaman, we got the new Teen Titans show not called Teen Titans that'd be pretty boring if it was like straight up, like little kids, like a little kid superhero show, no, it's actually pretty good. So probably the best thing that we review. Um, so sit back, take a sip, cuddle up with your loved ones, and enjoy the show. Can
1: you shut up now, Su Casa, calm shampoo! Let the party begin! Your ears, you eat, and I'll tell you why. What you just said is one of the most insanely idiotic things I have ever heard. At no point in your rambling, incoherent response were you even close to anything that could be considered a rational thought. Everyone in this room is now dumber for having listened to it. Yeah, well, you know, that's just like uh your opinion, man. Take this quarter.
0: Go downtown and have a rat gnaw that thing off your face.
1: Good day, to you, man.
0: I broke my back.
1: Okay. It's fucking you know, I don't want to sound like queer or nothing, but I'm really gonna miss you guys when the show's
0: over. Alright, fuck it, we're recording. Cool. Um Alright, so we're back again, two days in a row. This has got to be some kind of record. Um, this, is of. this is absolutely. This is this is astonishing. This is unheard of.
1: If you hear any snoring in the back today, I have a full pack of pugs directly behind me.
0: Well, this is the benefit of having the cameras on us; is we can see the pugs.
1: Yes, but it is really dark in here. It's like, it, it's raining outside, and I don't mm-hmm. have any lights on, like a creep.
0: Yeah, it's. I was. Saying when uh, I, I didn't realize you couldn't hear me, but I was like, why are you so dark, Matt? You're freaking me out. <laughs> I should turn a light on. Um, it's not a bad idea, but. I mean, I just feel I'm scaring myself. So. It, it, adds, it adds to the, uh, the ominous ambiance of the room. Give me one second. All right, Matt's going to take a second. So I will, uh, I'll start us off here. So um, welcome, everyone. Today, uh, since yesterday we did a full-blown MMA podcast. Today we're going to be focusing on a little bit more entertainment and media. Now, Matt's uh, Matt's sort of kicked back off his uh, his Matt Reviews Media page. I see there's been a lot of new new posts lately. Um, with some things that we're gonna we're gonna discuss from that. Uh, you wanna you wanna kick it off? Uh, wanna kick it off with Venom? Should we just jump right into that?
1: Yeah, let's do it. I um, uh, I definitely started some more activity on my Matt Reviews media page because I had really just been slacking on it because so I went back to school and I was super busy. Um, but you know, no excuses. I just gotta, I just gotta waste more time watching movies.
0: That sounds sounds like excuses to me. But yeah, uh, no, we we definitely need to spend more time wasting time. Anyway. <laughs> So you had a pretty uh you know a pretty heavy and, and insult heavy uh review of of venom the new uh, movie which uh you know after after doing some some research on the the critiquing of it, it's kind of a popular opinion it it, it was it was not well received uh, by it a lot
1: was, of- uh i just thought it was awful i mean i don't know have any other way to put it really. Um, I watched it with my wife in bed last night. It was a struggle for me not to turn it off about halfway in. Like the (laughs) fact that I was able to sit through that entire piece of shit movie is an extreme exercise in self-control on my part. I was going to watch Black Klansman originally, Mm. uh, which is supposed to be really good. Um, but, oh, sure. Uh, a a
0: controversial, controversial topic like Black Klansman. You know, yes. I don't even know what it's about, but it just from the title, I can tell that it's going to be a it's going to be a very um, outrage culture period piece. Just
1: <laughs> the Spike Lee movie. It's a oh, Spike yeah. Movie.
0: Well, Spike Lee. Uh, Spike Lee lost me when he did his uh, when he did his uh, remake of Old Boy and just completely butchered it.
1: Spike Lee is very hit or miss. Spike Lee is, is, to me, is one of the most inconsistent filmmakers in some ways, uh, because the movies by him that I've liked, I've really liked, uh, like I loved.
0: Like how to make a player, or how to be a player.
1: I've actually never seen that, <laughs> um, but I did love He Got Game. I loved Twenty Fifth Hour, um, but yeah, he does some real duds too. So mm.
0: yeah, he's um, capable of some real dog shit, but yeah. um.
1: Uh, so anyways, I sacrificed watching that to watch Venom because I did get some requests on my page uh, from some people who wanted me to review it. Um, yeah, I just thought it was really bad. I mean, I don't have any other way to really describe it. Uh, the acting, I thought, was pretty much awful from everybody. You could, you could run through that movie. Uh, in my opinion, and take just about every performance and make the argument that it's every actor's worst performance in their career.
0: I can see that. Uh, <laughs> the
1: dialogue is beyond horrible um, because it's just chocked full. Of these lines that you can tell they were trying to be funny. It was they were mm. trying to go for that sharp Joss Whedon esque kind of Marvel. Well, here's
0: here 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 is one of here's one of the things I uh, I picked up uh, when I was kind of looking into the movie right now. Um, first, I'd like to open up by saying yeah, I kind of liked it. <laughs> uh, I, I liked it in a really uh, in a really simple, generic, like throwaway kind of way. Like I just liked watching. Venom run around and terrorize the city and everything. Um, like one of, one of, I, I agree with basically every critique you have of it. I I think uh, the acting was really subpar. It was very phoned in by every actor, and they had good actors on the movie, and they all yeah. just provided really throwaway performances. But and also the CGI, I can't handle an, an over injection of CGI like that. Um, yeah. The the
1: CGI uh, I didn't mind so much. It, it wasn't the was, fight at the end. Yeah. The fight at the end it turned into one of those fucking transformer. Yeah.
0: Very very Michael Bay yeah. looking.
1: Yeah. Couldn't tell what them. the fuck was going on. Like. Mm-hmm.
0: Um, well, well, what I was uh, going to get at in, in response to what you're just saying right now, the the director of this movie, uh, Ruben Fleischer, uh, yeah. known for known for such works as uh, Zombieland and. 30 Minutes or
1: Less,
0: (laughs) Gangster Squad, all not bad movies. Yeah, 30
1: Minutes or Less was, I never saw Gangster Squad, but I remember thinking 30 Minutes or Less was okay.
0: Gangster Squad definitely took me many years after it came out to actually watch, (laughs) but it was actually a pretty good movie. Um, But that sort of, uh, that movie direction style, that production style, it doesn't really fit for this sort of dark, anti-hero, violent, uh, superhero movie. It, is, it, and,
1: it, felt, it felt like a movie with an identity crisis. It right. didn't quite know what it wanted to be. Well, there's just wrong with a movie doing that. You can have elements of both, but I just mm. felt like they didn't do a very good job of blending those elements.
0: Well, it kind of just seemed like uh, it didn't. It didn't really have that Venom kind of uh, heart to it. Like it, it felt it felt thrown off. Like. It felt like somebody took the elements and the characters that didn't actually have any familiarity with them, and then they just had that guy make the story.
1: It felt like a fourteen-year-old wrote the story. <laughs>
0: <laughs> like I think I'm a fourteen-year-old would have done a better job because they, probably, they would have been probably way more find, into 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 the comics. If you find me a smart
1: fourteen-year-old and he
0: could write a better. If you find that. me a fourteen-year-old that could write a script, I bet you that fourteen-year-old would write a does. better script. Than the- I mean, um, uh, yeah, a lot of the, a lot of the lines, the one liners and the dialogue were really, really like, they were cringy. They were flat, so flat. Yeah, um, really like really bad. Um, but yeah, I think, uh, I think I, I, the looking at the inappropriate selection for the director for this movie, in my opinion, I um It made me kind of think about it. And I thought like what would be really good. uh, I I just got this little image in my head of like, I think like a Guillermo del Toro style director could do like in a movie really well. I think that would have been like ideal.
1: Guillermo Uh, del Toro would be absolutely perfect. Here hmm. here was one major problem with the movie that actually I forgot to address in my review. They gave us too much symbiote. I think too much.
0: Too much, symbi- uh, too much uh, Venom symbiote or too yeah, much just... Yeah, well, there
1: was multiple. There right. was, uh, they had the Riot dude. Mm-hmm. They had, there was all these multiple symbiotes, and then the symbiote would just kind of latch from one person to another. and it just, They were uh, really
0: inconsistent with the story with like how the symbiotes interact with people. Oh, it was oh, like they could just hang oh, on to some people sometimes, and then they would be like eating away at them. Yeah, we, we, we could we go,
1: into a, we can go into a whole separate podcast just fucking picking apart the plot holes in this movie. Let's not even get into that. Because that's like this movie has so many goddamn plot holes.
0: Yeah. Um, um
1: but yeah there was a lot of stuff like that where they just there was stuff that they just didn't explain. Like mm-hmm. there was this is this might be nitpicky and if it is um well that's be- what
0: we're doing. We're critiquing. But, we're supposed to be nitpicky. But so. but, you
1: know, but this specific example I'm about to use um okay Probably the thing I hated the most about the movie was the villain played by Riz Ahmed. His character yeah. was awful. It was literally, I said in the review, it was like an Austin Powers villain. Yeah, that was, was a cool. really
0: good way of putting it. He was very, like, very, very James Bond of a villain. Like, so overblown. Just pure evil. There's I no Unfort cutout. out. Yeah.
1: Um, and uh, yeah. there was a scene in the movie where, uh, you know, Tom Hardy breaks into the, to the facility where they're keeping the symbiote. And the symbiote latches onto him, and he escapes. And Riz Ahmed comes in, and he's like, "Get, find me my, find me my symbiote." That's like, you guys don't have security cameras in your. Multi- <laughs> they didn't even know who took it. They didn't have cameras, so that's, they could. That's watch. a really good. They point. didn't know that the doctor let Tom. There was a doctor who lets Tom Hardy in, and they would know that if they watched the cameras.
0: You're telling or me if they Elon check the security Musk, logs for like who who exactly. the key Cards. You're is telling them. me yeah.
1: that this Elon Musk looking fucking type character doesn't have security cameras mm-hmm. that was one thing that and i like i said it, it might be nitpicky but little shit like that when a movie has that every other scene the way venom did it it drives me a fucking dessert
2: right? mm-hmm. it's
1: because it's lazy it's a lack right. of attention to detail it's people who are putting this movie together assuming that the audience is too stupid to notice or they just didn't care and they were yeah, too lazy to I, go and I, fix I, it I,
0: I honestly think is a it was more of a they don't care thing. Like they were they were pumping this out. I mean, this is Sony Pictures. This isn't like this isn't like an independent production company. This is a big money production company who, like you know, for lack of a better way of putting it, they're they're essentially heartless. They're a machine. They're creating content for people to to absorb. It's not it's not art at this point. And we're not we're not looking at this from a perspective of like. Oh, let's let's take something in that's going to be um, substantial and something that I'm going to enjoy and feel something from. It's like no, nope, these are the pictures you guys like, these are the sounds you guys like, and we're just going to smash all that together. And from that sort of visceral kind of uh, absorption quality, that's what I enjoyed about the movie. But as far as like what we could have gotten from a Venom movie potentially with with the cast and everything that we had at our disposal here we were robbed (laughs) so you had a class full of like oscar winning actors,
1: actresses and you just give us this steaming pile of garbage and it it really did feel like i put it in the same category it felt like a movie from a different era like Mm -hmm. to me this felt like marvel 2003
0: right it it was Uh, definitely it was definitely a step back to that um like uh like an homage to to that really shitty marvel era um it's just sad that it happened particularly with this, this superhero the, and this, uh, this potential that this one had. Um, one thing I like, this was like a, this is like a, a, you know, two-sided coin here for this, this point about it, but I liked um, the quantity of violence, but I hated the fact that it was like PG-13 violence. It was like, yeah. there was no blood. He's like biting people's heads off, but it almost is just like insinuating that he's biting their heads off, you know,
1: bites their heads off. And then nothing, there's nothing. There's, there's no, no blood. blood. There's, there's no, no yeah. nothing. Um, yeah, it was a, uh, it definitely should have had a different rating. Um, and did you see the, the after credits, the, uh, with, with Woody Harrelson? Yeah. Yeah. What the fuck was that?
0: Uh, it- think about that
1: he looked it's, like a fucking rodeo clown
0: yeah i know he's a terrible terrible cast for uh for cletus cassidy he's he uh,
1: like it looked like they put a fucking ronald mcdonald wig on him
0: yes he looked absolutely silly <laughs> and, but you know what that was zombie land again that's the that's the guy that's the director he's bringing his cast in and he's he's dolling them up in that cartoony kind of way that like it works for movies that he's done before but it's not this one
1: <laughs> and that's a good uh that's a good way to put it cartoony because that's one thing i was gonna that's actually something i was gonna write in the review was it didn't feel the quality of it felt like a cartoon network tv show uh mm-hmm. maybe not even that good that's probably giving it no, a no, no. cartoon network but has
0: actually got some i'm, I'm, pretty I'm talking decent. about
1: a low grade like one of those <laughs> yeah. random uh you know marvel tv shows that they throw on there
0: oh like one of those one of those like uh the the super extra cartoony like uh, yeah. Teen titans show
1: yeah so, that, that, I, like, that was the quality of dialogue yeah. we're talking mm-hmm. about and just the
0: I mean, the, the one... Let's, possi- let's, not, let's not use words like quality when we talk about the dialogue <laughs> in
1: this movie. <laughs> yeah, we, yeah, that's a good idea.
0: That's, that's, well, over, that's overstating it to, to establish any amount of quality in the actual dialogue of this movie.
1: One positive that I can take away from it is, but it's kind of to be expected, was uh, when Eddie Brock does kind of start to lose his mind and go crazy, Tom Hardy is so good at giving that kind of animalistic visceral looking like a meth head performance Mm -hmm. where he does legitimately look like he's going crazy yeah but i do feel like with this one just because the movie itself was so bad and he didn't have a lot to work with it just kind of missed the mark um and then he did this weird thing with like accents and stuff did you notice that like his accent changed a lot throughout the movie um
0: I love uh, how
1: he used like an English accent. Yeah,
0: yeah. He had a he had a hard. I I he I don't think I've ever noticed him have a hard time keeping his accent in a movie before. But in this one, it seemed like he slipped a lot. I, yeah. I noticed that. My sister was watching it with me, and she even said something about it. So, like, yeah, like oh, he can't he can't keep his accent. I'm all Tom Hardy. Shit, you're right. <laughs> yeah, it was a uh, it was weird.
1: It was just a very odd. One thing I can say is uh, I can definitely see uh, why there was so much love and so much hate in it. Because it it gives you a lot to talk about. There's Mm -hmm. no doubt about that. Whether you thought it was good or you thought it was bad, it's an easy movie for us to sit here and dissect because uh, it was just so kind of weird and just all over the place.
0: Yeah, but I mean, yeah, literally just in that um, in that really simple like i'm just putting this on for something in the background kind of way i enjoyed it but if you really break down the actual the actual details of the movie the the aspects that it was put together with it was just so bad it was so poorly done it was so (laughs) terrible
1: yeah i uh i would never watch it again um I don't know. I just really hope that they don't waste their time pumping out more of these movies. They will, because it made a lot of money. Mm-hmm. Um, but I don't. I hope that they don't try to intermingle uh, Tom Holland's Spider-Man with this. And I, I don't want to see those two universes have anything to do with each other.
0: Uh, no. Because um,
1: that Tom Holland's Spider-Man was done with like a lot of care, and it's part of the Marvel universe. And it's a character you actually kind of give a shit about. And um I just can't see this and that working together in any way.
0: Aren't they uh aren't they gonna kill off Tom Hall and Spider-Man? I don't know. I, thought I, I don't know why I think that. Like something I feel like I heard that somewhere Something he's got a, they're gonna make like a sequel and then they're gonna kill him off. But it, it might just I might just be because of the um because of the the you know, the two Spider Man habit. We oh, yeah, have going yeah, on. Maybe, uh,
1: yeah, I don't. I don't. I couldn't see them killing him off. I could see them maybe doing. Maybe something happens in Avengers, or End maybe where or, reality yeah, maybe, maybe, and then they switch to Miles yeah. Morales or something like that.
0: Maybe I'm just thinking about what happened in um, Infinity, Infinity, War. Infinity War, where he, uh, where he like dissipated. Yeah. Uh, but that that brings us into a segue for a really really good movie that just came out. How about? Um, <clears throat> How about uh, Into the Spider Verse? Yeah, really that good. Uh,
1: what I was, uh, you know, it's funny because when I first saw the trailer for Into the Spider Verse, uh, you know, however long ago it was when it came out, I I didn't really care for it that much, and it was a small trailer, and I would just I thought it looked I, I thought it was just going to be like a throwaway Spider Man. I
0: I saw the trailer um, when I was in theaters to see Venom, and uh, yeah, I don't know, I thought exactly. Hello. Hello. Can you hear me? Oh
1: yeah. Sorry. Oh, yeah. We, sorry. We lost yeah. each other for a second.
0: Yeah. Um, but I, so- I, I I thought the same thing. I thought it was going to be like a, a very throwaway thing. I didn't like the animation I didn't like what it looked like. I thought it was going to be like a short film too. I thought it was going to be yeah. like 30 minutes long or something like that. Yeah. Um, I did not expect it to be so like well crafted, well written out. So like artistic and, and, um, just a, a like a really unique uh, Spider-Man story.
1: Yeah, it was. Um, I mean, man, it was. Uh, I, w- I was thoroughly impressed with that movie. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, you're right. It was. It was really well done. Um, it gave it really did something completely different it wasn't just unique for a spider man movie in particular it was unique for a superhero movie in general
0: well i i think I use the words like i think i specific i specified it as a spider man movie because uh it was so it was such an in depth story it's hard to look at it as a it's hard to generalize it
1: yeah it is it was but so it, but but at the same time, it does. it is very unique to Spider Man in a mm-hmm. lot of ways because Spider Man always kind of played with the, the alternate dimensions and clones. And that was mm-hmm. always uh, a part of the Spider Man universe. Even back in like, the Spider Man cartoon from the 90s, they did a lot of that.
0: And going without saying, as this movie kind of expresses, there's a bunch of different Spider Mans too. Right. A bunch of black-
1: well, that's just a testament to what a good character Spider Man is. I mean, Spider Man's so, definitely
0: definitely uh one he's like in, in the mix for my my favorite superhero.
1: Spider Man is easily the most versatile superhero mm. character. There's no other superhero that has more successful alternate versions of that character than mm. Spider-Man. Right. You know? I mean, there's just so <laughs> many different Spider Man and um, that are equally loved to like Peter Parker. Mm. Like they really people genuinely like these other versions of Spider-Man. Right.
0: And the the things associated with it.
1: Yeah. And uh, what was so cool about that movie was, uh, yeah, the way they intermingled all the different universes of Mm -hmm. Spider-Man. They did a good job. You know what it reminds me of?
0: Another great performance by Nicolas Cage.
1: (laughs) Another stellar performance. That's pretty crazy to think. uh, You know, like five years ago, Nicolas Cage couldn't be in a good movie to save his life. Nicolas Cage yeah, has
0: always been on good movies. He, he even even during the darkest times of his career, he always had like one or two good movies. Okay, a year but
1: his ratio out. was
0: very poor. His he ratio, like one his, good movie for dude, every his uh, ratio yeah. is still poor <laughs> through Nicolas Cage's movies. He yeah. comes out with like sixty movies a year, and but, most of them are unwatchable. They're complete he, dog shit. Year he,
1: he, he <laughs> by being in Spider Man: Into the Spider Verse and Mandy. And Those Mandy were like
0: yeah, two Oh, for sure. For sure. But like, I, I, I'm telling you, like the fact that Nicolas Cage phones it in 90% of the time does not take away from the fact that he's a great actor and he always has been. Yeah. He's like, he's been a great Um, actor since he first got famous, but now he just does whatever the fuck he wants. (laughs) He's like, he's, he's Hollywood's fucking wild man.
1: (laughs) Yeah. So what was cool, you know what this reminded me of? Do you remember, did you used to watch the Spider-Man cartoon from the nineties? yeah and they had a they had a whole little arc that they did where all these different spider-men from different realities came in and there was like a doctor octopus spider-man there was an armored spider-man there was a six-armed spider-man uh ben riley spider-man the, and this was very much like that you had these spider-men from different universes who all kind of uh, teamed up together um and uh the, the animation in this movie was really impressive is like I said, when I first saw the trailer for this, I didn't like the animation. Right, then that, watching, that was that was
0: exactly my my thought.
1: Yeah, but then after watching the movie, it it, uh, it almost looked like stop motion. How textured they were able to get all the characters, I felt like, mm. um, and they just did such a good job of pulling the comic book elements in.
0: Here's a really interesting thing. Like I, I wanted to look look a little more into this movie because of. Uh... Because I wanted to know, you know, where this this interesting piece of work came from. But uh, it's a, according to IMDb, uh, Bob Paraschetti, well, he's the, the director. He has a lot of uh, involvement in a lot of other uh, animated films. This is his first uh, movie that he directed.
1: Really? Oh, yeah. that's interesting. This is,
0: this is the only movie he has a director credit for.
1: Um, well, I do know that uh, Phil Lord and Chris Miller produced it. I think, right? Um, and they did like the Lego Movie, and they did.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Uh, I think they did Twenty One Jump Street. So they have a pretty good track record yeah. out quality movies.
0: Well, th- this was just in general like this. This was a well constructed movie. It had a good cast as far as like the production cast and the and the acting cast. I actually thought Chris Pine, even though he was in the movie for like five minutes, was super funny. He was great. Yeah, he was it's really funny, good
1: Yeah, yeah, no, he was great. He and um uh, he uh he's he was good in Wonder Woman too. He's he's kind of yeah. shown to be the he's pretty good in comedy roles. Yeah.
0: He's he's good at he's good at like little short funny things. Like um
1: There's just something that happens the, when look,
0: I loved yeah. the uh I love the the stab they took at uh at Spider Man three. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that was hilarious. <laughs> the dance music, yeah. We don't really talk about that.
1: Well I love uh there's something funny about when you take these like mega handsome Hollywood hunk types and you put them in comedy roles. Mm-hmm. And uh, like Chris Hemsworth was great in Thor, Ragnarok. Mm-hmm. That was probably my favorite Marvel movie. I, I, really I, Thor I, I agree. Um, you know, you you have a, you know, when they put Channing Tatum in 21 Jump Street, like mm-hmm. sometimes they just knock it out of the park. when And it's because there's something ironic about having this like over the top handsome guy in a
0: comedy role well also classically um classically and also like kind of biologically um handsome handsome people in comedy don't tend to do well because there's right. like a whole I've, I've heard people talk about this where it's like yeah. nobody wants to laugh at like a handsome guy nobody wants to like be like well that guy's better looking than me and he's funnier than me <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that totally <laughs> makes sense. like yeah. and uh, you know, and, and guys guys don't want to be like fucking at a comedy show with their fucking girlfriend and their girlfriend's laughing at this good looking fucking guy. <laughs>
1: right. Yeah, yeah. That makes a lot of sense. Um, um,
0: so it is, but it is it is interesting to take that and put it in a movie setting. <clears throat> and, it just uh, seems
1: like when it works, it works really well. Right. And when it doesn't work, it doesn't work. But um, Right. Th- this movie in a lot of ways is like the anti-venom. Like so much care <laughs> went into this. Once movie. once
0: once we got the once we got we got bit by the venom snake, we had to get the anti-venom. Yeah,
1: this, <laughs> this is like a finely curated comic book lover's dream. Mm-hmm. Whereas Venom is, you know, we already talked about that. But
0: Yeah, we we've already <laughs> been there.
1: Um but yeah, and uh you know what I think would have been hilarious that I wish they would have done for this movie that they didn't? I thought it would have been hilarious if they would have had a cameo of Tom Holland's Spider-Man, not an animated form, like as an actual human being inserted in the movie, Roger Rabbit style, <laughs> which I'm calling it right now. If they do a sequel to Spider-Verse, I could see them doing that because this movie is so like meta and so self aware that I could easily see them doing right,
0: that. Right. Right. Um, possibly. I don't know. Uh, was this Marvel Studios? Was it? Uh... Um, it was, no, it was yeah.
1: Sony. I don't, and I don't. I think it was just all Sony. I don't even. Is think it's
0: Sony? It, uh, right.
1: Yeah, I don't think it uh, even. I don't think Marvel was involved with this one.
0: Yeah, I'm trying to look. It, it's I don't I don't see anything about it. Um, by production company Sony Animation. It was Sony Animation and
1: Marvel Entertainment, but. Mm-hmm. Uh, it was distributed by Sony, so it was Sony.
0: All right. So would that would that stop them from being able to legally put? Um, would that would that put no, legal I, I implications on on that or? or I don't. I don't know together?
1: how the deal. I don't know how the deal is worked out between them. But Sony is the one who has the rights to the Spider-Man character, and they basically lease him to Marvel. Okay. So I, if I had to guess, I would say that would be Sony's call, but. I want to say that I did hear something along the lines that they had some kind of a deal worked out where, uh, where Sony, if they utilize Tom Holland in anything, I think they have to run it by Marvel because it could have implications on what happened. Right.
0: It's so it's so fucking complicated and stupid how, how yeah. you have to like it's it's all this business goes into making these these things. People just want to people just want to watch this shit. Yeah. People just want you to make good shit. We don't we don't want all these fucking strings attached to it. We'll pay you to make this stuff. Right. (laughs) Just shut the fuck up and make it.
1: I I, it kind of just seems like Sony are morons and Marvel, like they should just listen to Marvel.
0: So I um I drove this lady when I when I uh was doing Uber Mm. back in the day, way back when. I drove this lady who was, like, the head of the HR department for, like, all of Disney. Mm-hmm. And um, she she was telling me about, she went to, uh, she got to, like, go to all the studios and stuff. She went to oh. the, um, the Star Wars studios. She went to the uh, the Marvel studios. And yeah. she was just saying how, she told me about, like, what the Marvel studio is like. And I was like, oh, it seems like it'd probably be, like, a fun environment. You know, they have so much creativity and Interesting shit coming out of there. She's like, "No, it's like the most boring place in the world."
1: <laughs> <laughs> everything is probably perfectly streamlined. There's yeah. probably no room for new ideas because they have everything planned out yeah. 20 years in advance. Yeah.
0: She has she said there was one piece of um there was like the walls were completely blank. It was just computers and fucking asses and seats and faces and and monitors, people working and there was one piece of art on the walls or art or whatever you would call it like like some uh an piece and right. it was a it was a text sign posted on the wall that just said why are you reading this get back to work <laughs> that sounds awful it was fucking it sounded nightmarish <laughs> yeah that does sound horrible yeah whereas like uh, she said that the the uh, star wars studio was completely completely different it was like all decked out all fun shit all like movie props and stuff all over the place everything was like decorated Mm-hmm. And then you could really tell in the difference of the quality of movies they produce because the Marvel ones are really good. And <laughs> the right. Star Wars ones fucking suck. Yeah. They've
1: definitely been hitting or missing with those Star Wars yeah. ones.
0: Um, I don't hate them. I just don't, they're not that good. That's all. i
1: just, no. Yeah. yeah. That's kind of how I feel. The last few that they came out with felt very unmemorable to me.
0: Yeah. Um, like uh, that, that uh, solo movie. It was all right i it was, it was okay bad it just wasn't like it wasn't anything awesome it was
1: no it was I just went a movie it with my nephew and my mom, and it was like yeah, it was okay,
0: yeah, it's kind of like it's it's like the appeal that you'd get from watching like a really well made like children's movie or something It's like it's okay yeah. i i i don't I didn't get anything out of this, <laughs> but well, solo you
1: know. was very much a movie that like. Didn't ever need to be made in the first place. Like right. you really, you you're making a mistake when you have a character as iconic as Harrison Ford as Han Solo, and you mm-hmm. really well. right. Because you can't. Even though I thought the guy who played Han Solo did if his performance was fine, he did mm-hmm. a good job of playing a young Han, as good as a job as you could have done. At right. Han Solo. Um, it's it's you're talking about like one of the most iconic people ever it's like you can't that's hard to do
0: yeah um it's like trying to just come up with a new tupac or something it's just not gonna work (laughs) yeah they had to they had to they had to make a hologram of him because they couldn't get another one yeah um yeah no i that that's that's a really good point that's i feel like that was probably the biggest hole that that movie had was just the fact that they just couldn't you can't recreate Han Solo with someone other than Harrison Ford, it just doesn't work. There isn't yeah. going to be somebody else who does uh, Indiana Jones right either. No, <laughs> yeah, just move on. Make a, yeah. make something else. Make something else different. make, make something Maybe yeah. Make something similar, but it's yeah. it's not going to be the same. Indie. Yeah,
1: they kind of tried to do that with Shia LaBeouf, I guess. <laughs> yeah, to do, like the young indie, but that was a mistake. But so that, that
0: movie uh, blew so much ass that. Uh, they just couldn't people, keep going with that it was so terrible it was horrible they still have not forgiven for that um, no, um but yeah <clears throat> did you see aquaman yet i did did you i did so uh i felt yeah. like i felt like it was um which here's an interesting thing i just read online that it beat like everything for for um for uh like box office uh, payouts for um, superhero oh, movies, like it'd be like Thor, Ragnarok, and Infinity War, and everything. Really? Um, yeah. But That's I was, cool. yeah, I was thinking that uh, it it definitely seems like they've decided to make Aquaman their uh, DC's answer to Thor. He's oh for
1: sure. That was like, exactly that was exactly what I told, yeah. uh, I they, told my nephew when we left. Yeah. Him.
0: They copied the whole like uh, '80s futuristic psychedelic appeal that Thor Ragnarok had and they, uh, they copied the they have similar attitudes, they have beards, they're big, super buff, handsome men with yep. like from uh, from another universe whatever I mean technically Aquaman's from underwater but it's essentially like you know, it's, it's essentially the Asgard just on it, Earth
1: It felt <laughs> to me I didn't hate it. Uh, I didn't either. I liked it. I thought it was fun I to watch. Felt to me like okay, Thor Ragnarok is Target, Aquaman is Walmart. That's how it felt. Totally. To
0: me. That's a that's I a know. great way of putting it. <laughs> um, um, it
1: just it 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 was definitely better than other than Wonder Woman. It was definitely better than all of DC's other reason. Wonder
0: all right. So then uh, Justice League and Wonder Woman would have been Kmart.
1: <laughs> That's what we're talking about. Justice League and uh Batman B Superman. Oh, yeah, Batman. Those, those, those are lower than Kmart. That's like big lots. Those <laughs> big lots. Hey man don't don't shit
0: on big lots. I love big lots.
1: <laughs> big Lots is cool. Um, you can find a nugget of goodness in big lots yeah. when you go in there
0: and you could find a nugget of goodness in in those movies in those movies. they weren't they weren't uh, completely terrible
1: aquaman uh, so i think
0: we, i think it's probably the best uh one of those d c uh movies that's come DC out
1: universe movies yeah.
0: yeah um not well, including that, not including the animated ones the animated d c movies are really good they yeah, have' not slipped up in that
1: no. Most people would say that Wonder Woman is the best of those, but I don't think Wonder Woman was that good. I, I felt like people were over praising it because of the fact that it was the first female superhero movie. Mm. Which cool. Kudos to them for doing it, but it just wasn't anything special to me.
0: I, I think yeah. I think it's a great thing that it got made. Um I think it could have been a lot better. I don't think it was bad, but I just don't I don't think they they I think they invested in just the fact that they were doing a female superhero. And yeah. if you just watch it objectively, there, there isn't really a lot tying you into the movie. There isn't a lot of, like, emotional grip you get from it. I It yeah, just kind yeah. of, it felt like a really flat movie. Um,
1: yeah. Here, here's, here, here's, here's something about, I was thinking about, I'm glad you brought up Aquaman, because I was thinking about Aquaman on my way home from work today. I definitely wanted to talk about it. Aquaman is plagued. There's a ceiling that Aquaman will never break through because it is plagued by one simple fact:
0: nobody gives a shit.
1: Fish characters are lame. They will always be lame. You can't make a cool. They're just not cool. Mm -hmm. I mean, think about it. In the history of fish, they always come off as joke characters. Think about like we were watching. Because we were just talking about Star Wars. Every time I'd watch a Star Wars movie, and they bring up admiral akbar one of the fish people it takes everything i can not to laugh when they have a talking fucking fish on screen why is
0: there why is there a fish in space why are there fish people in space
1: here's the problem even if you put a talking (laughs) fish character in water it's still lame yeah there's something just inherently lame about it there were certain scenes in the aquaman movie where in other can't take them serious yeah Yeah, like there's a scene where he hops on a big old giant dragon seahorse and giddy up and goes away. And it just (laughs) looks lame. The image is lame. I mean, there's just something you can't get past.
0: Um, I can't get past Patrick Wilson. I don't know. I don't not like him. I just...
1: (laughs) Wait a minute. This was a huge talking point for us because there was a scene in the movie where Patrick Wilson is like bombarding one of the other atlantis kingdoms
0: when he's fighting the guy
1: yeah 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 he's on top of the guy and then he goes call me ocean Master." Master. (laughs) what the fuck is this is this fucking he-man and the masters of the
0: universe like no and then that guy like i couldn't understand what was going on there because that guy um Secede soon's like you can have my armies, but I'll never kill you. <laughs> yeah. It's like it's, I'm never, I'm never saying, Uncle, you can kick my ass. It, it, <laughs> dude, my is a, huh? And
1: <laughs> if I could count how many times uh here here's the thing. I don't I probably people would probably disagree with this. I don't really like Jason Momoa that much. Um he comes off as like a forty-five year old dad. Who's trying to sound cool to kids? Because he goes, I, "Ooh, awesome,
0: cool, that's badass."
1: The whole can, movie I sounds totally like a game. That. No dialogue, and he just shoehorned it and just made it up as he went.
0: He he has like some he has some funny moments, like but he's yeah he's like he's know. a
1: he's a handsome, interesting-looking human being. Mm-hmm. He doesn't look like he's of the same race um he doesn't uh,
0: he's he's actually he's very racially ambiguous it's hard to really tell what he is you wouldn't
1: know what he is
0: yeah Uh, he looks Uh,
1: like an amalgam he looks like what jesus christ may have looked like he looks like an amalgam of everything all wrapped into one he's just
0: a he's a super buff jesus (laughs) buff jesus
1: he's he's uh, a man's jesus that's another thing that he does that movie has now here's the difference between aquaman and venom (laughs) glad we talked about both of these because you can draw a lot of interesting parallels between the two Uh in a lot of ways aquaman took what venom was trying to do and succeeded at it because they both don't take them they both clearly don't take themselves very seriously Hmm. they're they're full of all these corny one-liners and um and things like that and they're just like these big over-the-top spectacles aquaman even more so but um there's this funny thing that happens throughout that movie where Jason Momoa just has some of these really, really corny like 80s throwback one-liners. Like, there's one, my favorite of the whole movie was when he hops aboard the the vessel at the beginning of the movie that's getting um, taken by pirates. And he slowly, I have to actually turn for this, he slowly turns back towards the camera. Permission to come aboard. (laughs) 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 And if you could you could make a drinking game out of how many times Jason Momoa turns and looks over his shoulders with his hair in his eyes. Well, it's because right they, they
0: they have to show off that outrageous hair and those gigantic traps. Like
1: he's <laughs> got some traps on him for Dude,
0: sure. that movie is mostly about showing off Jason Momoa's body. There's very little yeah. other things going on in that. If but. I can critique Jason Momoa's body. If only for a moment. If only if anyone could. <laughs>
1: he's definitely been hitting the testosterone.
0: He's got some titties on. Him. Yeah. He's got some titties on. him. I, I didn't notice. Got a little titty on him. A little little titty, little turned up nip. He might have been lactating a little. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Look at the guy. Of course, he's hitting a little testosterone. You can't like be <laughs> that monstrous unless you got some freak fucking genetics. He is
1: like, um, what is he? I was just about to say he is Samoan, but he, I, might, he might not be but Samoan. But most
0: of the time, Samo- Samoans might be big and everything and really strong, but usually they're not that cut up, though. And usually they got some titties. Yeah, usually Very they got some titties.
1: Very famous case. I had a, uh, a podcast I was listening to last night. It's a pro wrestling podcast.
0: Famous Samoan titties.
1: They were talking about how The Rock, there was a specific match in, like I think it was 98 or 97, where The Rock was wrestling Mick Foley in a hardcore match. And for like that month, The Rock kept wearing a tracksuit. And I I remember as a kid wondering, why the fuck does The Rock keep wearing a tracksuit? He's wearing this tracksuit all the time. All these years later, you come to find out that he actually had uh, surgery. The Rock had surgery to remove his under titty. And uh,
0: gynecomastia? Yeah, it was.
1: It was. Yeah, it was either Samoan under titty or Gino from abusing steroids. Probably a combination of both.
0: Samoan under titty <laughs> or um, Gino.
1: But uh, yeah, um, interesting fact about Samoan under titty.
0: Samoan under titty. Uh, that that might be a good. Uh, that's a good perspective title for this. <laughs> <laughs> um, we'll keep that yeah, in awful. mind. But Aquaman, I,
1: not not all bad. It was uh, I was I was somewhere in the middle on Aquaman. I was definitely entertained. I probably wouldn't watch it again, <clears throat> um, but it I was able to sit through it and somewhat enjoy it.
0: Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, Aquaman was good. I I, I do want to go back to I like I don't know what it is about Patrick Wilson. Like he's like not that good of an actor. No. He's not that bad. I don't, I don't dislike him, but there's just he's something about him that just makes me laugh every time he's who, on the screen. He's like my fish guy. <laughs> he's, <laughs> kind of like, he's kind of like the Bill
1: Pullman or the Kevin Costner of our era.
0: Right? Yeah, yeah. That's a good way of putting it. Well, Kevin, Costner was, Kevin Costner was good in some stuff, though. He was. I mean,
1: well, Kevin Costner, really yeah. Movie, who, so. Well, who's another good idea uh, or good example? Oh, man. If Kevin Costner. There's somebody I'm forgetting who's on the tip of my tongue who is very much falling to that bland Kind just like he's just roll. a guy. he's just a
0: guy. <laughs> you just cast him and Well, I just watched um I just watched Lakeview Terrace for the first time and like have you seen that? I have. I saw it way back when it
1: first came out. And
0: it's the one so, where Sam
1: Jackson is like the yeah. terrorizing neighbor. I, yeah. I
0: watched that like not long before I watched Aquaman. So I just had that fresh in my mind <laughs> where we had Samuel Jackson, uh, Samuel Jackson terrorizing Patrick Wilson.
1: <laughs> hey, here's a time when Patrick Wilson was perfectly cast in The Watchmen. Yeah. Because he was, he was supposed to, to be. Play yeah. Because that is exactly what he comes off as just kind of an everyday bland. Like,
0: Kind of ugly, like not,
1: no, not I wouldn't,
2: really no, like a superhero.
1: I, no, you know what's crazy, though, is uh, I saw some pictures of Patrick Wilson when he was younger the other day. And uh, dude, when he was young, he looked like the supermodel. Really? I'm telling you. Yeah, when Patrick sure. Wilson was young. But now he kind of looks like he would be like the hottest dad at a PTA meeting. <laughs> <laughs>
0: right? <laughs> I could see that. He's still like in, in pretty good shape, even though he's like middle aged, right. and you know yeah. he's only balding a little bit. Like he's, yeah. he's just yeah. thin, Uh right. Yeah, no. It, it, he's he's maintained much of his angular features, but as far as like a superhero character and everything goes, he looks like he's like he was not. It. Yeah,
1: huh? I said, as far as a superhero character, not buying it.
0: Not buying it. This no. guy ain't fighting Jason Momoa and no, there. no. I would, I would pay money to see that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Jason
1: Momoa is the uh, type of dude who is. It's in some ways, it might have been a perfect contrast, though, because Jason Momoa is the type of dude who, if you were just, let's say you're just walking into a gas station and you're like, I'm just gonna stop off and get myself a diet coke. You walk into the gas station and there's Jason Momoa standing in front of you, getting an icy at the icy. <laughs> And you're like, who, what the, who the fuck, who's this guy? Who the fuck is this guy? Be definitely like, I
0: need to go do right? some pull-ups. <laughs>
1: like, I don't know who this guy is, but I feel like I should know who this fucking dude is.
0: Right? Yeah, yeah. Like, it defi- such an anomaly. Well, he's definitely like a, yeah, he, he, it was, it was no accident that he got discovered. Like, you just look no, at him like that. He that guy stands crazy. out. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um. um uh, for sure, I, I, the first thing I saw him in was Conan, the, the remake. I don't think I saw him in anything before that. One of the first thing I
1: saw him in, and I didn't even realize at the time, it was the first thing I saw him in, Watch. Baywatch? Jason Momoa was in a version of Baywatch,
0: a I believe. I fact
1: check some some
0: obscure indie version of Baywatch or <laughs> I am
1: uh, pretty sure this dude was in Baywatch at one point.
0: Are you sure it wasn't like a pornographic Baywatch? Oh no,
1: okay, no no no. Now roommate. I remember. It wasn't it wasn't Baywatch. It was a um, it was a film, I think it was a film called Pipeline maybe. Um,
0: it was some
1: kind of surfing
0: was that movie
1: or thing he was in pipeline no wait he was in baywatch i knew it he was in baywatch hawaii in 1999
0: <laughs> to
1: 2001.
0: okay so he was was he was he a stacked and yoked and did he have the simone under no, did he?
1: no he just looked like a younger because he had short hair then he didn't have the beard he didn't have all the tats mm-hmm. he wasn't that's how I know he's on. He wasn't built like he is now. That's for sure. He's
0: been <laughs> He's just tall and slender. He was no, just I...
1: kind of tall. That's right, though. He was a yo-
0: really? Look up a young Jason Momoa. Right, I'm gonna look up a young Jason Momoa right now. All right. And all you people watching, listening, you should look up a young Jason Momoa too, so you, you can should. be on the same page as us.
1: Um, yeah, he just kind of looks like a really handsome, young,
0: slender it, dude. It filled it in for me, like I'd already searched for young Jason Momoa. Oh, that's so funny! He doesn't even look the same at all. Yeah, isn't that right? <laughs> like he's in good shape, but he's like in normal good shape.
1: <laughs> right, he's like average, skinny
0: or slender there, shape. Says it right there, Baywatch Hawaii, back in two thousand. Yep. Yep. Man, there's some funny. There's some funny things that come up on here. It says Jason Momoa is so hot, I want to die. Buzzfeed. <laughs> That's the second line after you search "Young Jason Momoa." <laughs>
1: hmm. All right,
0: <laughs> well, good for you, Jason Momoa. Good That's how people me. feel about you. <clears throat> um, yeah.
1: So, uh, well, there was oh the other thing I wanted to touch on with Aquaman before I forget. Um, would. Uh, is anybody gonna buy that the dude who plays Jason Momoa's dad is
0: no <laughs> Okay, I didn't even no, have that to that was listen. that was like immediately what I thought. Like, no, she's not down.
1: <laughs> <laughs> no. So for those of you guys who haven't seen Aquaman, Nicole Kidman plays Jason Momoa's mom. Uh and then they have this other kind of short but She puddy. looks great too. She looks great. She,
0: she hasn't aged today in like no.
1: thirty years. Nope. And then they have this other short kind of pudgy uh who I think is Hawaiian. He's fella. I
0: think he's um he is uh not Australian, but mm-hmm. I think he's from New Zealand, yeah. He's yeah. A, a Kiwi. So
1: they've got this guy playing the dad and uh talk about the odd couple. I mean Nicole Kidman looks like she could eat him. Like she looks like she needs to cradle him. She looks like an Amazon woman. And yeah, he's
0: like he's like four nine, something like that. <laughs>
1: yeah and uh,
0: he's, he's like four nine pi- 85 pounds
1: <laughs> well so when we were watching this movie uh it was a scene where uh spoiler alert it was a scene where uh uh aquaman's mom had to go back to atlantis to like keep the child <laughs> in his-
0: case in case you didn't know that that's part of the story yeah. <laughs> so she has
1: to go back to atlantis and uh she jumps into the ocean and i whispered over to ariana I was like, this poor fucking guy. He's like, I'm never going to find a piece of rest like that again. And
0: like, <laughs> That's exactly what I was <laughs> like. <laughs> like. There's no way I'm ever going to fucking. He's like, he walks out to the bridge because he loves her so Or he walks out to the, the edge of the pier every morning. He loves her so much. It's like, well, yeah, fucking, of course he does.
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you're not going to go from being a Nicole Kidman to like Pornhub. That's not going to be the trip. you got to wait for her to come back to the
0: middle. Exactly. I got that Atlantean ass for years and it's just gone. It's gone. She's never seen a land person before. Like, she might think that I'm something fucking special. Yeah. She's been surrounded by fish her entire life. Dude.
1: The only thing, the other thing that I did consider, though, if she is an Atlantean, she spent the whole life under the sea, she probably still occasionally hops into the sea and hangs out. I would things, think so. Things could it must have been like a fish market down there.
0: I mean, yeah, maybe or the or the salt water would just really keep it like washed it. out. Maybe, you know, it might it, it might be a give or take. It could be you know, neutral.
1: Fresh it might it it might smell like a ocean water, one of those Bath and Body Works ocean water breeze candles or soaps.
0: Yeah, like now I used to um I used to swim in the ocean a lot when uh, when I was younger. Like towards towards the end of high school, me and uh me and me and G used to go out to Pismo and we'd uh, we challenge Poseidon at like Aqu- five in the morning. Aqua Lad, if you will. Yeah Aqua Lad. We did. We, we were very we were very Aqua <laughs> young men for a while. He kinda looks like and, AquaLad too. Yeah. He could pass for Aqua <laughs> Good. So, so uh one thing I noticed from um from swimming in the ocean a lot is uh sure it's a little the you know the salt water isn't like super fresh smelling it smells like salt water the right. ocean water but when you get in the in the ocean you're like it's it's like it brings you back to neutral you're you're yeah. not too smelly and you're not really too clean either you're just at you're you're ocean ocean smelly you're so exactly that, as you should be yeah exactly it's a very natural level of smelliness and cleanliness Mm. so maybe that's where you know aquaman's mom would be atlanta mm-hmm. or whatever her name was georgia <laughs>
1: how about amber heard as a
0: dude i was gonna say like i'll i could watch her read the phone book i don't, give a fuck. <laughs> I, don't I don't need her i don't All need right. her acting i couldn't tell you one line she said in the movie <laughs> no no You don't like it? I can kind of... No, I
1: agree. I can kind of understand uh, why Johnny Depp was uh, seduced
0: by her. Yeah, why he like lost his mind or whatever. (laughs) Dude, she's a fucking freak. She's like, she's like a at least a thirteen out of ten. Even I I won't
1: say too much, just in case my wife
0: is listening. (laughs) I agree with all your sentiments. Um, She's even excessively hot for a celebrity it's not even just that like oh she was in no it's like watching her on the tv and well and then they
1: put her in like this poison ivy looking
0: it reminded me of a it looked uh, like uh it looked like uh batman robin poison Poison yeah which is also a very form-fitting outfit right
1: um and uh yeah it just it was good what more yeah. can
0: you say? And I like how the most of the plotline, the way that the plotline was progressed, was based on her not wanting to fuck Patrick Wilson. <laughs> Pretty much. That was uh, that was basically the main story of the movie was, <laughs> yeah. and it, and it comes to Jason Momoa's attention when he's like, "Take my bride away," and she's all, "He's like, oh,
1: <laughs> this <laughs> is what I'm doing." That's so like Jason Momoa. He's like the definition of Mr. Studio girl in that movie. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> Jeez.
0: And she's like, is, man. <laughs> <laughs> it's like I guess. Yeah. Uh, yeah. yeah. So that was uh, that was good. I enjoyed a lot about that movie. Uh, definitely, definitely um, better than Venom. So that was uh, that was a step up. Now you told me, you told me that you have not, uh, speaking of DC. So since we're on DC right now, you have not seen Titans yet.
1: No, I did see last week or the week prior to that. I saw a a trailer for the upcoming season of Titans where they have Batman in there.
0: Okay. So Titans, Titans just wrapped or like we just got, they didn't just wrap. They filmed it forever ago, but they just finished uh, the season. Um, and I just finished it off, and uh, just as far I, I don't know, I don't know where it aired on because I watched it online, um, but I don't it know. On, I think it was on DC's streaming app. Okay, because I was gonna say because it's it's definitely like R rated. It's not like it's it's not fit for TV. They weren't showing this on like FX or something like. No, well the the, very... the
1: initial the initial preview for it was when that, that I saw for the season one was when Robin goes.
0: Back. Batman. yeah i was gonna say like the opening the opening line from robin is fuck batman like and they just drop f-bombs like there's uh it's not super aggressive it's not like uh to the point where it takes away from the show or anything but there's a there's pretty consistently uh like language like that there's it's mature language um uh, there's a lot of blood there's a lot of violence which <clears throat> is interesting because I never liked Teen Titans. I never had any interest in Teen Titans. I thought, like, oh, fucking junior superhero group. Who gives a fuck? <laughs> right. yeah. uh, but they they just decided to take this and do, like, a whole fucking 180 with it. Um, they they even had a uh, Jason Todd character in it. I mm-hmm. um, introduced him, but they, they, they introduced it as a... The time period is where he's still Robin. Right. Um, right. And Dick Grayson, I, I was waiting for him to uh, become Nightwing because the whole thing is about him like branching. Like though I feel like the main story is of um, the existential story of this is him branching away from Batman and becoming his own identity, not being Robin anymore. Um, the acting's pretty good in it. Uh, it's by far the best of any of the the DC shows. Those mm-hmm. have all been super goddamn cheesy. Uh, I still watch them because I like superhero shit. But
1: it's a weird thing with the DC the DC shows, right? Because uh, they tend to do really well critically. They always get great reviews. Mm-hmm. Every time I watch them, they're just so corny. I can't really get into them
0: because they're they're Dawson's Creek with superpowers. Yeah, that's, that's all they
1: are. James Vanderbeek, Beek. They would have did a DC show in the nineties.
0: James Vanderbeek.
1: Play anybody? He could have been Robin.
0: He, he would have been all of them. He, he would, have been been, would have been Batman and
1: Robin. And Robin. <laughs> it could have been like the Nutty Professor, Eddie Murphy, where he's playing all the roles. That would James Vanderbeek.
0: Uh, Robin. Oh um, man. <laughs> what Was it? Well, yeah. I'll, Bing, I'll have Bing to... Rames on uh, on uh, the goods. James Vanderbeek. <laughs> I'll, I'll have to. Uh,
1: Oh, yeah, I'll have to check that show out because I actually haven't watched any of the episodes of Titans, but it's one of those ones that I've been meaning to to start for a while. Uh,
0: you'll like it, for sure. You will. Um I mean, I I can't speak to the comic level auth- authenticity of it. I never read any. I don't ever read any t- Teen Titans comics. I don't even watch the show. But just to compare it to like being s- vaguely familiar with the characters aside from Dick Grayson um, and Comparing it to other uh, other DC shows that have been out, this one's just way better. Just a just a better flow, better better fields. It Gives you more what you want
2: uh, mm-hmm.
0: from from a show like this, um, and just generally, it's it's not super censored. There's a really right. fair amount of violence and and uh, graphic language and everything, so it's not you don't feel like you're watching fucking Dawson's Creek with superhero costumes. Right. You definitely don't feel like you're watching Black Lightning. Yeah, that show looked so corny. It's so can't bad. do it. Can't do it. Um, there's just some lines I won't cross. <laughs> Black Lightning's one of them. Yeah. Uh yeah, Black Lightning is pretty bad. Um, let me see what else. You see that uh that Netflix thing Black Mirror did, that Bandersnatch?
1: I heard about that. I, yeah. uh, I haven't watched it yet. Um, but it, it was kind of one of those like choose your own endings type deals.
0: So I watched it. I, I streamed it off of uh, something else because I don't have Netflix. So what basically the the thing that I, I watched, uh, it just kind of like cycled through all the possibilities. So it was like uh, it was like really long. Yeah. Um, yeah. I, I kind of lost interest Halfway through it, I didn't think it was that good. Like, it kind of, I've been hearing about it a lot. So I kind of thought like it was going to be more exciting, but it just seemed more gimmicky. Well,
1: I think people just, anytime something, which it's, here's what's funny about it is like that whole choose your own ending concept is not new.
2: Yeah. Right.
1: And anytime you make it seem like it's new, just people get their dicks so hard about it. And it's like, who
0: cares? Well, um,
1: you know, I mean, spoiler, you spoiler alert. Huh?
0: Remember Goosebumps did that in the yeah. 90s? Dude, I used to read Choose Your Own Adventure books growing up. Right. But um, the, the, I mean, spoiler alert, though, like on this thing towards the end, when he kind of has his like realization, he even mm-hmm. basically says it to the audience. He's just, because what he's doing, he's like creating a video game, but the video game is all about choices and stuff. He's like creating one of the original role-playing games mm-hmm. on, uh, on like an Atari system. Mm-hmm. And he's, uh, he's like, He's like, I made the game work. The trick is to give you choices so you have the illusion of control, but I already have decided the outcome. So it's like basically telling you, like, the same shit's going to happen whatever you do, but you just have choices so you can be involved. So you're basically throwing it in your face that you're so fucking excited about this. Um, You're so fucking excited about this gimmick, but you're getting the same fucking product regardless.
1: That's kind of clever. I like that. Um, But
0: yeah, I mean... You don't really have a choice with what goes down. You're just getting the same fucking thing. Like,
1: I, I've only watched uh, two episodes of Black Mirror.
0: Oh, dude, it's so good. Which one is really you It's really good. Uh, yeah.
1: Well, I watched, because uh, I remember around this time last year, they were making a big deal about the USS Callister one, uh, where it's like Star Trek
0: episodes. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. The uh, uh, virtual reality, or not virtual reality, the, like, the people living inside the... They, yeah, the game, the yeah. program. Yeah. yeah,
1: So I watched that one. Really good, loved it. Um, mm-hmm. And then the other one I watched was the I think it was called Alligator, and it was the one where the woman like crocodile, crocodile. The woman that one
0: was really good. That was one of the good.
1: Ones. It was really good. Um, but I guess that's probably why I only seen those two is because like every time I would watch them, it'd be right before bed, and
0: it's like and then you're just scarred. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah. Especially the crocodile one. That one. The the USS Callister one is kind of, it's dark, but it's kind of fun.
0: Yeah, uh, but that one at least, yeah. really
1: fucks your head up.
0: The crocodile one is like the most like real feeling dark yeah. one where you're just like, like I need a bath.
1: <laughs> yeah, the crocodile one makes you feel, it's kind of like that feeling you get. Did you ever see like um, Bully or Kids?
0: I saw Kids. I never saw Bully. We talked about Bully before okay, though.
1: Yeah, we did. Um, it's kind of like the feeling you get when you watch one of those really. Yeah.
0: Yeah. 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 Yeah, kind of, yeah, it gives you that sort of just like uneasy like that's not good. Yeah. <laughs> this is this is something people could really do. <laughs> right. Right. Um Yeah, uh that one which what was another really good Black Mirror one. Oh, uh, there's two really good ones. Um, one of them I think is actually listed as a movie. It's like separate from the episodes because I think it's like an hour and a half long. It's called White Christmas. Mm-hmm. That one is that one is really twisted and really good. It's like really clever. Like, what, what what is that one about? It's got a uh, John Hamm on it, and oh. it. Uh, I don't honestly. I don't really want to tell you too much about it. Okay, I'm yeah. trying to think of like what I can tell you without uh spoiling anything um because yeah that, that's something like i would really rather talk about that one after we've both seen it um that one and then there's another one called uh white bear so all the best ones are white Are white what's yeah. <laughs> no. uh, so there's an episode called white bear and that one's really good um because that one has a lot of uh implications on like right and wrong and like mm. more or less sort of like good and evil <clears throat> black mirror does seem like, to be like the new the new twilight zone or the new outer definitely Light. yeah it's, yeah it's definitely uh definitely taking you there and it, it has that sort of dark dark aesthetic that those had where it was like kind of like fucked up the endings were always kind of like fucked up really yeah mildly. is there like a semi happy ending I loved Twilight Zone when I was a kid, Um, and yeah, they always had good Night Gallery, motherfucker.
1: Night Gallery was like, all right. Let me use this analogy again: it's Twilight Zone, Target, Outer Limits, Walmart, (laughs) Night Gallery, Kmart.
0: Night Gallery is like Seven (laughs) Eleven. Yeah, yeah. There was some, there was some gems, but the selection was small. Night Gallery, uh, that was the first thing I saw. Um, uh, Jerry Stiller on, He was on this episode uh, called The Devil's Advocate. He was, I think
1: I saw the yeah. very
0: episode you were talking because I uh,
1: remember watching Night Night Gallery would come on really late, right? Yeah, that's and why that was I watched that last yeah. thing they played, like right before I went to bed. Yeah, yeah.
0: It was like the last scary thing I got to watch before I go to bed. Night mm-hmm. g- that was the other thing about Night Gallery. Like it, um, Outer Limits was more like specifically sci-fi. Twilight Zone was like mystery, sci-fi, horror. Um, Night Gallery was more just horror-based. It was more right. like, yeah. So that that was why I really liked Night Gallery a lot. Yeah,
1: um, Twilight Zone, you could have one episode that kind of shifted more towards comedy. And then mm-hmm. you could have more. You know, it would, it would kind of al- uh, alternate genres a little yeah. more.
0: Yeah, outer limits tended to be just more um more like sci-fi.
1: Do you remember a show called Factor
0: Fiction? Yeah, Beyond Belief Factor Fiction. Yeah. <laughs> Where they would give you like, you know, three stories yeah. with uh, Jonathan Jonathan Frakes. Yes, and
1: you'd yeah. have to guess which one was uh based on reality.
0: Uh-huh. Which clearly uh, none of them were.
1: <laughs> no. Wasn't yeah. wasn't John uh, or Josh Brolin's dad involved with that show somehow
0: yeah i think he was um i
1: think I he remember. like hosted for a period of time yeah he, he did, he did.
0: yeah yeah uh, he did after after jonathan Frakes, like the last couple seasons yeah, yeah. dad was the uh dude i forgot about that yeah we uh we used to watch that every friday night it would be like the simpsons uh beyond belief you know fiction and uh and pizza night We did the exact same thing. I remember I would
1: watch that fucking show with, and I remember even when I would, I would watch it with my mom and uh, my dad. And then I remember we would even like when we'd go up to my grandma's house or something, we would watch it with them too. Uh Everybody was into that.
0: Yeah. Well, you Uh, know what? I tried recently to go back and watch it. And like, I found a few episodes and man, it's so hard to watch nowadays. I loved it. it. it's like it's got a it's got a place deep down in my heart, but for sure, like it's such a terrible show. <laughs> yeah,
1: it, it had a similar, uh, you, the quality level of it reminded me of the same quality level you got from like Goosebumps. Or, right. Uh, it had a similar feel to that—that that very cheaply made television. Uh, yeah. It, um, but for those of you that don't know what it is, basically, what it was is you would have they would have like. A, a show would feature like two or three different stories and you would have to guess by the end of the episode which one of these stories was based on like an actual real life supposed event and they would always be something tied into like the supernatural or psychics or some shit like that
0: um, yeah it would be it would be something uh, like ghosts or aliens or you know yeah. some something impossible and yeah. So clearly, none of it was based on reality. <laughs> uh, no, theoretically, and it, and it would be like Jonathan Fix would be like, "Do you believe that this blah 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 blah?" So yeah, you'd be right. Turns out, that, similar events that. did occur, according to sources in Memphis, <laughs> according, in to, yes. according <laughs> to Jimmy John in Alabama. yeah, um, but, yeah sure. <laughs> yeah,
1: that was a yeah. What a in, that was a doozy. I miss that show. I wish they could retool that and maybe do like some kind of updated. Yeah. uh, Here's the problem, though. We can fact check
0: everything on Google now. Exactly
1: (laughs) exactly what I was going to (laughs) say. That whole genre has been kind of rendered obsolete Mm. just by the fact that the internet exists. And it's so easy to call out bullshit now. Mm -hmm. I remember when, when we were kids. I was so into those, uh, those Bigfoot TV shows and those UFO TV shows. I would watch was fun back then like right. hours because you didn't have any resources to really, to know, you know, you, you would just take it at face value. You get the mm-hmm. show on history channel where you have all these You're people. Like, wow. saying, yeah.
0: <laughs> and the uh, spaceship did land here. Like, right. yeah.
1: I, I even remember going to the library at school, uh, in Orchid And, uh, they would have a really, really small section in the library where they would have old books where they would have like UFO sightings in the books or Bigfoot sightings in the book. I,
0: I just think about like uh, nowadays when I, it makes me think about it when I'm doing like research for school or things like that. How like outdated and unreliable like libraries are like you need to find information you have an entire room full of books and all these books are old and haven't been updated in years right there's like new information in them they're very rarely are like you know yeah. one, one out of a dozen are actual new books and then right. since that book has been published new information has been found that isn't in that book anymore
1: yeah 100 and it, it, it can go there that's how it goes i would say 90% of the time mm-hmm. there has been other times where i was able to find books that actually had really good like gems of knowledge that sure. are mm-hmm.
0: that, but you're, you're absolutely right that's that's actually the um that's like the contradiction of the of the that frame of thought that i was getting to though is like the actual real knowledge is like in the books right but the it's is so much like it's so much more work to fish through them and find the information that you need to, to find. And it is just Google something, but there's so yeah. much more bullshit on the internet. I don't know, dude. Yeah. It's like, it's, that's it's the, like, well, that's kind of that. That's the great question of the internet is like, yeah. it's great,
1: obviously because you have uh, all of the information in the world at mm-hmm. your disposal, but you also have all the misinformation of the world. Right. At your disposal. It's, so it's It's all uh, how you, if you, if you're already on the internet searching for answers, and you're you're misinformed on a particular subject how are you going to be savvy savvy enough to know and weed through and know uh out of what you're reading what is and is
0: not bullshit that would be called media literacy there you go (laughs) um yeah it's uh it's all convoluted you know there's uh there's like but it sort of just makes you feel that same way about those books too. Cause when you realize how much information, cause it didn't used to be that way when the books and the newspapers and the print print information was the only information that we had, that information had to hold. So that yeah. data, that news had to be like, well, this is what it is until another issue is printed that says otherwise. We have well, updated, we have updated facts and news like by the minute. So that one,
1: no. but, well that's the thing too is there used to be this when you would read something in a book or when you would read it in print it felt like this has to be true because right. people wrote about it they they've worked their way into a position where they could write about it and i'm sitting here reading it they must be an expert they must write me this got published now, you know and now that everybody has the opportunity to do that on the internet it's just so easy to call out bullshit yeah and uh <laughs> You know, that's that's you know, a really interesting example of this is something like like uh like famous murder cases and like making a murderer and stuff mm-hmm. like that. Because it just goes to show you how powerful it is how people who are watching these T V shows are becoming like little mini investigators and going in and picking out shit that investigators didn't even pick up on.
0: Right. They're able right. to so it just sure goes just, to just show hobbyist, you hobbyist, hobbyist investigators it's, sitting on their yeah, fucking couch. Well, it's, shit. It's,
1: it's like the hive mind, you know. It just goes to show mm-hmm. you that the collective consciousness is far more powerful than
0: the Right.
1: One, you know.
0: Right, and it, it's it, it provides new angles on the information. There's just different, different eyes on the different eyes on the project. Right. Um. Yeah, that was uh. That, that's just something that. I always think about it and it makes me think like how fucking you think it was harder or easier to to study or do homework or write papers back when we had to get books from the library? Because it feels like um, the information is more readily available at your fingertips, just being able to Google it on your phone. But we have to weed through so much more misinformation. Now, yeah. We have, like back then, if you actually just found the book and then you just went to the index and went, okay, this is the... The subject I'm looking for boom you open it up and the whatever information you get from that book is gonna be the right answer for your homework <laughs> yeah,
1: I ran into this issue recently uh, because one of my papers I was having to write for biology I don't even remember what it was about but um, I was having to write this paper and she asked us a specific question about the implications of something mm-hmm. and, uh it it was hard to say because you would read one article that would give you one opinion and then you'd give, you'd get another article that had a contrasting opinion. Mm-hmm. Um, so you're like, well, fuck, which one do I choose? Cause right. I don't, know, you know, I don't have any of these facts. I can't quantify any of this. Um, so yeah, in some ways it makes it harder. I would say it makes it harder you have yeah. more it's easy in the sense that you can just pull it right up you don't have to go search mm-hmm. for it it requires less time yeah um, then you have to make the decision basically on which one you agree with and right. a lot of times one they might not it might not be a case of one being wrong and the other being right there might be good facts in both
0: mm-hmm. i well, guess it's
1: your job <clears> to figure that out
0: Right, right. Well, I mean, the fact that we're provided with more avenues of uh, finding the information means that we have more expectations of bringing it. It's like when, uh, when I write a paper for a class, it's not like, here's your textbook, find stuff in this textbook. Here's some resources, go, you know, cite examples from these different books or articles. Um, It's, you have the entire universe of information. So cite like, you know, cite a source every paragraph, cite a source every uh, every like, or cite like 20 sources for the whole paper. Right. It's like, I have to go all over the place and these also have to be reputable sources. So I have to weed yeah. out these things and make actual like, I have to find legitimacy in all these and I have to prove they're legitimate. So it's like, I have to go through a lot more shit now. I, I hate citing sources. Mm-hmm. I don't know why. I just, anything that associated- says... It's tedious. It's, it's tedious i hate tedious work mm-hmm. i'm a um, blend instrument i can just bang my head against it and get it done but like tedious shit just fucking kills me yeah, yeah for sure well, oh man all right so what else have we been watching lately um fuck i saw a
1: lot of movies over the holidays um I saw fucking
0: Bumblebee. I saw... That's right. You told, me, you told me you saw Bumblebee. I haven't seen that one yet. I saw uh, Holmes and Watson, which was garbage. I reviewed that. I saw that review. I'm, I'm surprised that one was so bad. It was fucking awful. Such a... You gave that one a worse rating than you gave Venom. That's
1: It was horrible. It was yeah. a big <clears throat> pile of shit. I mean, right. it just god awful in every way imaginable. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. That, um, was, that was what I
0: read. I remember I that from I here.
1: Forgetting something, I think we talked about the favorite, which I really liked.
0: Uh, which one was a favorite? We we didn't talk about that on the podcast. I don't think talk about on the podcast. It was, a, it po- it was with uh, Emma Stone, Rachel That's Wise, right. um, the the last, lesbian Pride yeah, and Prejudice queen. Movie. Yeah.
1: Yes. Um, I feel like I'm forgetting something.
0: Well, give give the people a little uh little little take on
1: that uh, here's a well i'll start with bumblebee uh bumblebee was okay it was uh it was it was kind of what the transformers movie should have been from the very beginning uh given the fact that it actually takes place in the 80s um and for once they actually made transformers that didn't look like a bag of wrenches glued together. Um, You could actually distinguish what was going on in the fight scenes between the two of them. They actually finally gave you some characters that you kind of gave a shit about. It was was a solid, kind of fun, you know, little action movie. Very stupid. Very stupid. I mean, like, you know, in the same way that Aquaman was kind of stupid. But uh, also very self-aware. It it was trying. It knew it was stupid, and it didn't care. It was. It knew what it also, was.
0: Also, also like Aquaman.
1: Yeah. <laughs> um, so in that way, it's it's very comparable to that. Um, and then the favorite was, no pun intended, one of my favorite movies of the year. I really like.
0: You, you it. absolutely intended that pun. I
1: did actually. <laughs> I ripped it, I ripped it Bucking, off. That's what I wrote in my review too.
0: fucking busted, the man um
1: <laughs> it was really good it was a uh, normally what i said in my review is that normally i hate those type of movies i'm not into the, the the aristocratic period pieces where all the characters are stuffy over the top kind of perfectly polite individuals i hate that
0: i, I just really generally don't people- find those interesting
1: no like. they put me to fucking sleep um this though did such a good job of kind of, uh, uh, God, what's a word? They they uh, they kind of parodied the not parodied but they just took that genre and they made it fun. Basically, mm-hmm. they turned it into a dirty kind of black comedy. You and, com-
0: you compared it to something you co- I can't remember what it oh, was.
1: Said, it, 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 the, the style of humor reminded me of like an Inberge or something
0: like. Oh, that. Okay, yeah, yeah, because we. Um, uh,
1: it was yeah. a black comedy and it was uh it was actually legitimately funny but then they just do they don't make these royal aristocratic people look like these perfectly kept people mm-hmm. they make them look like just dirty like pigs like they're just manipulative and shitty and it's probably how they actually really were i mean it's, it's
0: definitely how they actually
1: <laughs> were <laughs> um, so they it it felt like a accurate depiction of uh-huh that time period and it was just it was actually really funny right Um, right i was surprised i was taken back by it i wasn't expecting to like that movie as much as i did
0: interesting yeah uh in bruges to compare it to that um in bruges is definitely like one of my favorite movies that's one that like that that took some warming up for me because i watched it when i was like much younger i watched it when it was a newer movie and i did it didn't like grab me The way that i thought it was going to uh some people had told me that i I would really like it it's definitely like uh, my kind of movie and then when i watched it again for the second time like just a couple years ago it like i got it i was like oh shit this is a really good movie
1: (laughs) well sometimes that happens you have movies that that's actually an uh, you know uh, funny enough a movie that that happened to me with was (coughs) I remember watching Big Lebowski when I was younger, mm-hmm. like around the time it first came out, and I just right. didn't get it at all. Right. And then I rewatched it, like you know, probably five, five or six years ago, and it's like now one of my favorite movies ever. Right, I, mean, I love that movie, um, but it's but it has so much um, under the surface jokes and right. and uh, you you have to really. You have to really be paying attention, and you have to really just be an adult to get a lot of it. Mm-hmm. As a kid, a lot of
0: that shit. I I, I would I would say the same for in Bruges. I think uh, that would, <clears throat> as a kid, watching that as a younger as a younger person watching that, um, I don't think I was emotionally complex enough to, uh, no. to really appreciate when, that movie.
1: When uh, you're a kid, you're just looking for. Like, as an example, when I was, you know, like, 15 years old, I thought Sin City was, like, one of the best movies ever. Right. Whereas I watch it now, I can still enjoy it, but I can also pick out a lot of the
0: flaws. It's, it's yeah, it's fun to watch, but it's not, like, a great movie. (laughs) No,
1: but there was a lot of movies like that from that age where if they were just, like, hyper-aggressive and fucking bloody (laughs) and just... with. You know, just the whole deal. It's like you're going through that stage in your life where you're you want things to be extreme. Everything's mm. got to be extreme,
0: right? Well, you're flooded with hormones and yeah, you know, testosterone and shit. Your, your fucking eyes are popping out with anticipation to not be in fucking class and to fucking bang something, <laughs> <laughs> like to maybe just fucking hit somebody, whatever it is, any sort of release. Yeah of yeah. any kind like and then a movie like that comes along and it just like feeds those urges right you know, seems like um just tailor made for for a young man's mind yeah um, yeah no I, I felt the same when that when, when I watched Sin City when, when that first came out I was like this is like a perfect movie <laughs> <laughs> it has naked <motive> women violence <laughs> simple
1: but easy to follow dialogue yeah like it's just it's got it all
0: yeah elijah wood as a creepy molestery cannibal that was a that was a perfect role for him he was good in that role Uh, elijah wood is really good at those like creepy roles have you seen maniac i haven't seen it but i've seen parts of it you definitely shouldn't see it (laughs) yeah it's like a um it's definitely like has that um black mirror like feel of like this could be real
1: <laughs> I know, that's why i've gone out of my way to avoid watching it which i typically do with those kind of movies i'm not a huge fan of uh like movies based on real life like serial right. killers or anything like that just because they are they do feel real and they're well they are real yeah and, you know and they're like super disturbing and you just come out of it like
0: yeah um uh, really Maniac will definitely leave you with that feeling. Maniac is um it's actually I think it's really well made. It is a good movie and it has a lot of um uh, like really creepy shit to it that makes it like good for like horror thrills but as far as just like it it leaves you with this filthy filthy feeling cuz you're the whole movie is shot out of out of Elijah Wood's eyes. Like you you're right. you're going around as him. And, yeah, first person perspective. Yeah, and he's just like this fucking twisted ass murderer just stalking girls and like and you're like you hear his thoughts and stuff the whole time. It's just fucking like it's a really dark experience. But it, I mean, I would definitely label that movie as an experience. It's really not a it's not a it's not a passerby kind of just like put this on in the background while I'm doing some homework. Like you're you're definitely very engaged when you watch that movie, right? And you probably aren't better for it when you come out of it, right? Uh, there there, there's
1: a one that came out recently that's like that. It's the uh, the new Lars von Trier one, uh, the House that Jack Built.
0: Oh, seen? I haven't watched that one yet. No,
1: Matt Dillon plays a serial killer. Mm. I've heard that movie is like
0: brutal. Really. Brutal.
1: And supposedly there's like a strangulation scene in it that's like the most vivid one ever. And it's like supposed to be very disturbing.
0: Mm-hmm. Um, did you ever see uh, The Rise of Leslie Vernon? No. I feel like <laughs> i heard of it. But, um. Okay. I I I passed by this movie a lot of times and uh me and me and Melissa finally watched it and uh like we watched it like I think like a year or two ago. And so it kind of put me off cuz it was made like a like a documentary like it it was supposed to be a horror movie and it was but it was made like a documentary. And then it, um once I finally watched it it was basically like this guy was a serial killer like a horror movie serial killer and this uh this reporter girl was like following him around interviewing him. And he was like going through the whole process of selecting a victim and like how kind of
1: clever. Yeah yeah, no, like, but, yeah.
0: yeah. But the thing is like, he the guy was like really charismatic. He was like good on the camera and he was like, he was showing how he like tantalizes the victim and like sets them up and does the, uh the scary, scary moments. He's like, so you check this out. When she comes in when she comes into the library to look up the history of this uh this mysterious event i'm gonna have the the um the microfiche set up so when she opens it up she sees this it's gonna be completely made up but it's gonna it's gonna support all the facts that she and then it shows the girl coming she's like oh my god <laughs> uh, so it's like
1: a mockumentary uh, kind of promise. and then
0: yeah, but then uh towards the end when the whole like the horror movie situation is supposed to start taking place, it gets like super real and it turns into like a hardcore fucking horror movie. Hmm. So it was like it was really interesting, actually pretty well done. Um, but it had a lot of comedy in the in the first like the lead up of the movie.
1: All uh, yeah, I don't I'm trying to look that up right now. Um, uh, but I don't yeah, I don't think I gotta uh, that. I can't
0: remember the name of it exactly. I know like the second part of the name is the rise of Leslie Vernon. Mm. Um, there it is. It is Behind the mask. Rise of Leslie Vernon.
1: Also,
0: okay. Rotten Tomatoes gave it a 74%. It
1: must be good. If a horror movie gets a 74% on Rotten Tomatoes,
0: mm-hmm.
1: it's good because uh they they rate horror movies very harshly,
0: yeah, well, horror movies do generally get rate um rated pretty harshly they they usually aren't good that's <laughs> that's the problem with them yeah, comedies as well comedies tend to get rated pretty harshly
1: um, what would you think about did you see the list of uh Golden Globe nominees
0: no um they usually no? don't pay attention to those things
1: like yeah i don't not like a huge fan of the choices. I was kind of surprised by some of the picks. Did you ever see Bohemian Rhapsody?
0: I didn't. No. Um, um,
1: I want to say don't waste your time because
0: it's, I had a feeling it wasn't going to be good. But okay. like,
1: it's strange to me because okay. I, I was talking to Wyatt the other day, and he was saying that he had a kid in his class <clears throat> who um, went and saw it three times. It was so good, and I okay. went to go see it with Ariana. And uh, we both walked out of it like, yeah, that was lame. Like it was <clears> like the one, the guy, Remy Malik, the guy who plays Freddie Mercury does a, yeah, a pretty solid from, uh, performance.
0: Yeah. Um, Mr. Robot.
1: Yeah. The performance he does is good, but Bohemian Rhapsody is like the most phoned in. Like it's like they took the musician biopic playbook mm-hmm and just followed it to a T and made a movie out of it. Right. It's like any other one you've seen. It's like they had a chance to really throw some unique aspects of Freddie Mercury's life in there and they just mm-hmm. squandered it. And <laughs> it was just like exactly like what what would you expect? It's exactly what you expect. The the lead singer, the charismatic lead singer lead singer gets too big for his britches and decides he doesn't need the band anymore. And,
0: and then he gets AIDS, comes, AIDS and, and dies. And
1: yeah, he ends up getting <laughs> get AIDS and he comes begging for him back. And you could tell that this movie uh, queen were very much protecting their image. With right. This movie. Cause uh, really if, if you look up a lot of the, the, the contradict, there's a lot of co- contradicting facts about that in real life where like Freddie Mercury actually wasn't the first one to do a solo album. It was the drummer, the fucking drummer. Ever a good idea for the drummer to do a solo album? Um,
0: It's gonna be. It's just gonna be all, all drumming. We're just (laughs) that's uh, all. It's gonna be a whole album. it
1: it, It was just very corny, very obvious. It wasn't. It was somewhat entertaining. It wasn't. I wouldn't call it a bad movie, but it wasn't fucking Oscar
0: worthy by any means, from my perspective. Well, honestly, just by looking at it, I didn't see what else they could. They. I mean. Sure they could do a good entertaining biographical movie, but it also didn't seem like there there was really anything for them to to make that movie about. You know, I mean, like you said, you do, no, just followed a formula.
1: Here's here's the thing though. If they would the original idea was Shastra Baron Cohen was gonna come in and play um Freddie Mercury. Sasha Baron Cohen.
0: That that's a bad idea.
1: No. <laughs> That is a brilliant idea. He of course. was going to play Freddie Mercury. And uh, he, um, he, when he, he did a Howard Stern interview where he talked about this a few years ago, he wanted to really make this like an R rated, edgy movie where they'd go into like. Of
0: course he did. Supposedly, supposedly, be going.
1: supposedly, Freddie Mercury would have these like legendary parties. Yeah. Where there would be, you know, dwarfs walking around with plates on their head that had cocaine all over mm-hmm. them and like all kinds of crazy shit. Yeah. And you get really none of that in that movie. Right. Like, like it's super watered down and he wanted to go into some of that. He wanted to, and Sasha Baron Cohen said he knew the movie wasn't going to happen when he was talking to the other band members and their idea was their, one of their original idea was to have Freddie Mercury die about halfway through and then kind of chronicle have the
0: rest of the movie uh, about the drum solo. Sacha
1: Baron Cohen was like, uh, no, what are you guys, <laughs> are you guys fucking crazy? That's not going to work. Uh, so I don't know. It, it just felt like it could have been a lot more interesting. And, yeah. And silly. So there's
0: definitely like, yeah, I, I definitely don't mean to like say that there wasn't anything that could be interesting about it, but as a, um, like a Oscar friendly, you
1: right. know,
0: movie, it just wasn't going to be
1: well for the people out there. If you guys haven't seen it, do yourself a favor and just watch like a documentary about queen. And it's probably 10 times more interesting than that movie was.
0: Oh yeah, sure. Yeah. Other than that, I haven't really seen a lot of uh, new things lately that are super interesting. I know one thing we talked about before I mentioned to you, I finally um, got back to uh, watching berserk. I, uh, Mm-hmm. I watched the the original the 1997 season, and that was a really weird. Um, it's a really weird show because, like, I mean, as someone who never read the the manga, 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 I don't even know how to say it. Um, yeah. Most of them, like, anime is is based off that these fucking comic books that have these extremely long, expansive stories, these established characters. This this show is like the first like 25 episode or the first like 23 episodes of it is like this origin story for this character who is not really established yet. Mm-hmm. And then the, the whole season is, or the whole show is 25 episodes long. Right. So the place that it ends at is like the story's just getting started, uh, uh which would be one thing if this was going back to a person like a, a show that had already like pre-existed. We'd already had this character really um, established as, you know, he's like a, he's like a demon hunter guy, like fights monsters and has this interact, has all these interactions with these uh, supernatural characters as uh, deities and demons. Um, but we didn't have that established because that show didn't exist yet. It's like the opening scene where they show him fight this monster and then there's um and then there's 23 episodes of him like building up a relationship with these like mercenaries and like these kingdoms and shit like really not that exciting stuff and then like the last two episodes it gets back to these fucking demons basically like the the ending scene of the show is him cutting off his own arm with a broken sword and fucking getting his eye gouged out while he watches a demon rape his girlfriend and then the why show you, just ends on that. <laughs>
1: what did he cut off his own arm for?
0: Uh, it was like he, he was uh, trying to save the girl. Uh-huh. And then this big fucking monster that they're all being fed to bites his arm. And he just, like, can't get free. And so he just chops his arm off. Just, like, hacks uh-huh. it off with, like, his broken ass fucking sword. While and his he,
1: girlfriend is being raped by a
0: demon. While she's presently being raped by a demon. Uh, and...
1: <laughs> I don't know too much about Berserk, but what I have heard is that it's like really crazy.
0: Like... It, it is like I mean the the whole the whole original season is um, it's like just this medieval story. It's all like wars and stuff and politics and kings and queens and peasants and shit. And then like in the last like two or three episodes, the actual story of like the character comes together like what the what the more expanded version of the like the the comics and everything is all about is about this character Guts the main the main character with the big ass sword and shit right but it doesn't even get to that until the end of the the show and then in 2016 they came back with this really really horribly animated um, season but it was like more to the point the the story structure and everything was way better but yeah, they, I remember
1: we, we talked about that before, yeah. the, uh, the animation on that. Um, yeah, some of that new anime has got just fucking awful animation.
0: Well, yeah, it's just like it's this 3D CGI woven with yeah. a little bit of 2D. Like, they, they got a lot better in the second season. There, there, was, a, there was a a 2017 season, too, that they did um, where They had a lot more of the 2D animation um, and the, the CGI um, 3D shit was a lot more seamless. It didn't look as fucking trashy Mm -hmm. as as it did the first one. Um, But I don't know. I would just really rather they just kept it as like just a regular drawn or, you know, 2D uh, anime.
1: Yeah, I, I'm definitely a sucker for the the 2D style. Mm-hmm. I'm not a fan of, uh, I would rather just see either 3D or 2D. I don't like anything. Right.
0: Well, I mean, I. it's a cartoon. You know, like cartoons hold up over time because they're not like, they're, they're not reliant on the technology. They're, they're the art. They can be hand drawn or they can be uh, created, they can be generated on a computer, but it's it's not relying on like the camera quality or uh whatever graphic ability that you have. Like if you if you use fucking graphics, it's gonna look fucking trashy in, in a couple of years. Right. When people get when people adjust and get used to better graphics and newer technology. You mm-hmm. just draw it and make it look like fucking art, it's gonna look good. Right. But I don't know. That was like for me, uh those last two seasons were actually really good. They were they were very um to the point. Uh the characters were good and the story was structured well. Um it's just the animation is like unbearable. Mm. Mm-hmm.
1: I'm gonna have to watch that so I can formulate my uh opinion on it. I
0: I I also like the original show and the newer one, um the there's something about the overall like depth of it the how how extensive the story is and how like how much they try to develop the characters where it seemed like not really fitting for 20 minute episodes mm-hmm. and, like there there was too much going on to just change an episode every 20 minutes like it would make more sense to just watch like an hour hour of it at a time Kind like, 40, of yeah minutes, yeah through off the pace of the show. Yeah. I, I don't think it was paced well for a, uh, for a 20 minute show. Yeah. So what do
1: you think about, is there any, um, some big movies coming out this coming up year? Um, I was looking at, there was a list that I was looking at online the other day and they were talking about movies they were most excited for. And um, one of the ones that I'm really excited for is a Quentin Tarantino one. Uh,
0: Once upon a time in Hollywood. That's the one. Where, like a um, sequel to once upon a time in Mexico. No, it's, um, but Johnny Depp already has his eyes gouged out. <laughs> <laughs> that's okay. I'm glad and you he's brought shooting that a bunch up. of, he's shooting a bunch of Hollywood execs. <laughs> I'm glad you brought that
1: movie up. Cause that's another example of a movie I thought was amazing when I was a teenager.
0: Uh huh. Uh huh.
1: I absolutely loved that movie. I tried to watch it recently. It didn't have the same effect.
0: Right. Um, uh, that, yeah, that's so, on that you know, list for sure.
1: Once Upon a Time in Hollywood is interesting because it's uh, it stars Brad Pitt and Leonardo DiCaprio, and it follows. It's somewhat of a I don't know if it's a biopic, but um, it takes place. You follow the neighbor of the guy who lived next to Sharon Tate. He was a stuntman,
0: mm-hmm. and
1: so it's going to have Charles Manson in it. It's going to have Sharon Tate. Uh, They've casted a dude as Bruce Lee. Sounds like a super, like,
0: out there movie. So this can be really good. It can be really, it can be really interesting. But I can also see with Quentin Tarantino's directing style that this could also be not good. I could see this being too cartoony to take these characters and and play this out. (laughs) But I, I would just, I, I would hate to speculate. I would really just like to see what happens.
1: It's it's yeah, it's an interesting cast. They're gonna have uh, Al Pacino's in there, um, typical of Quentin Tarantino. He has some just some randoms. Al Pacino. He's got Luke Perry. Okay. Um, as I said, Brad Pitt and Leo DiCaprio, Lena Dunham, um, Rumor Willis. I mean, just like a all kinds of random ass actors. Rumor Willis. Yeah, that's uh, Bruce Willis's daughter. Demi Moore's daughter. I don't know her. She's got a head on her. She looks like a bobblehead. <laughs> uh, she kind of looks like Bruce Willis. <laughs> you know, she's got a big dome.
0: How do you say, is it rumor, like the word rumor? Like
1: uh, R-U-M-E-R.
0: That's a stupid name.
1: You As soon as you look at her, you're like, oh, man. Wow,
0: that's and something.
1: Willis and Demi Moore.
0: Something happened there. <laughs>
1: it's it's an interesting look, that's all I'll say.
0: I, I feel really bad saying this, but she looks like Mask from the movie Mask. Oh dude. You you just went way too hard. <laughs>
1: I was trying not to go that far.
0: Well but, I, but now you have to agree with it.
1: If they were to do like a um, Jesus, Jesus perfect if they were to do a Ricky
0: Lake biopic.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, for sure.
0: Yeah, she'd be perfect. Uh,
1: she could be yeah. a, Also, she would play a really good young Monica Lewinsky. <laughs> um, Monica Lewinsky, <laughs> who, by the way, I just watched the Bill Clinton documentary uh, about a month ago. Monica Lewinsky looks great now. She looks like 10 times better now than she did when she was sucking on old Bill's ding-dong.
0: Really? Yeah. It looks like, you know, I'm, I'm looking at some, I'm looking at some pictures of a uh, of rumor Willis here and it looks like she might've just gotten like some bad surgery or something. Cause there's some pictures where she looks pretty normal and then I, there's pictures where her chin is just like, I think
1: the pictures that you're looking at of the bad surgery are probably the result of good surgery. I think uh, what you're looking at is pre-surgery.
0: Yeah, maybe. I don't know, but she doesn't look natural. Like these blown-out chin pictures, like she doesn't—it doesn't look like that's what a face looks like.
2: <laughs> um, right? no, Rupert
0: Willis is barely recognizable according to this. It looks—I you know, don't want to get too far into this. I think this okay, is a rabbit hole we don't last, need to go down.
1: <laughs> last thing I'm going to say: it looks like a character off Family Guy.
0: Yeah, she's very, very <sighs> quagmire. <laughs>
1: went way too deep on Rumor Willis.
0: Yeah. You know what? I regret this. And all of you who are listening or watching should share in my regret and Google Rumor Willis if you've never seen her, because holy shit, <laughs> that is a cartoon character. <laughs> um Yeah, anyway. So she's gonna be on the um on she's the new... be in Once Upon a
1: Time in Hollywood.
0: Yeah, well you guys are gonna see this. Get ready for it. Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. Uh, What else is coming out? I I haven't really been looking at what's. what's Uh, Captain Marvel. Oh, that's right. Um, Which the trailers,
1: I was not a big fan of. Thought it looked kind of stupid. Wishy washy, you know? I mean, most superhero movies look kind of stupid on the trailer. You know, you Mm -hmm. have to take them in as a movie. So, uh, yeah, that's coming out. Of course, who how could you forget Avengers Endgame?
0: Oh yeah. Um that's a huge one. That's coming out pretty quick, right? That's gonna be out uh I think in March. Yeah. I saw yeah, I saw a trailer for that. I know that's coming up. Um that's I really out. liked that trailer. Yeah, with um Tony Stark in the in the spaceship just dying.
1: Yeah, I mean that's like that's how you do a trailer, right? Like it gave you, it comes out April 26th. Okay. Um, that's how you do a trailer, right? It gave you, it gave you just like not too much, but just a little bit of everything. It kind of just mm-hmm. updated you without spoiling.
0: Yeah. We should try to plan it so we can go see that. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, April 26th, set something up. We're going to be in the same city. Mm-hmm. Let's go watch that movie. Yeah. Um, let me see. Oh, how, how does that, uh, how does that line up with the marathon? The marathon. I know
1: that last year I went to go see the Avengers infinity war the day before the San Luis marathon. Hmm. Um, so this might fall into that same category.
0: That could work. Cause we'll be in the same place. We'll be ready to, uh, be getting either getting ready to, uh, do the marathon or recovering from it, depending. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. I'm looking that up right this now. It could literally. work. It yeah. could work.
1: Um man, my voice is just shot right now cuz yeah, uh, sound like shit. My wife got me sick uh, as she always does. She's always it drives me nuts cuz she's always the first one to get sick. Always. <laughs> I never ever the first one to get sick. Uh,
0: that no good filthy wife of yours always getting yeah. you sick. <laughs> Uh
1: the slow marathon is on April
0: twenty eighth. So wow. we could
1: go see this like a couple of days before it or the day before it.
0: That would be wow. that'd be good. It would get us get us in the zone. We'll yeah, be showing would. up. Hey, we'll be we'll be showing up to uh the the premiere of the superhero movies with our with our superhero bodies all intact or ready for ready for the marathon. People will be yeah. like, whoa, are these the stars? <laughs> His- I'm afraid not, guys but is this the father
1: of uh are these the collective fathers of um
0: are these the collective fathers of captain america (laughs) yes we'll be like yes we are they took dna Uh, from both of us when they made him, created him in the laboratory yeah no that's gonna be good we're gonna be completely shredded gonna have like not even like a six pack i'm gonna have like i'm gonna have like an extra ab i'm gonna have like a seven pack What's weird is last year when I was
1: preparing for the marathon, I didn't really lose any weight. I remember I, we talked
0: about it because you were eating yeah. like a fucking pig.
1: Yeah, I ate a lot. <laughs> I was always hungry. I mean, I think it was even more so for if I was like a, a skinnier dude going into it. You know, somebody who was like sub one seventy. Mm-hmm. I probably my appetite probably wouldn't have been so crazy, but I think because I went into it with with so much uh, so much. Not in general muscle on my frame, but more mm-hmm. than an average runner,
0: definitely. Definitely. Um, well, you're you were never ever built like a marathon runner. No, like, no. I mean, in that in that training camp, where you built like a marathon runner. No, um, no. I
1: was I was uh I was definitely I think I was definitely built more for like fast twitch activities.
0: Yeah, uh, and and lifting and things like that. Like you yeah. you were you were big man. You're you're muscular, but you you weren't like I mean. Some people, some people are marathon runners, and they don't even look fit. They just have like a gut and stuff. Right. You know, you're, you're built for other athletic things.
1: I, I look um, like who's a marpole Harris.
0: Right there, you go. Let's Say that. <laughs> hey, why why stop there? You look like Paula Costa.
1: <laughs> I, I, I did. Yeah, that's yeah, that's like, a perfect comparison. That's yeah, kind of you, how, you how
0: guys were like just matching. Yeah, guys could have taken your shirts off and covered up your faces. No one would know who was who. People often. Mistake me for Yoel Romero. I'll be walking
1: around, and I'll have dudes come up <laughs> to me, and they're like, "Hey, man, you know, you, I saw, I saw your traps. I saw your traps from like from mile. like a
0: mile away. Like, I
1: sprinted over here, and I was like, I, I saw your traps,
0: go. and I fell to my knees. I thought, I, <laughs> I thought I saw the the traps of God were shining down I,
1: on I, me. I sprinted here. I had to get Yoel's autograph. I'm a big fan of your work. And I gotta let him know. I gotta let him down softly. You're not talking to you well. I'm just a little Matt no. Lovato. Just little. I'm just done. a guy trying to take my daily walk. All right. Just trying
0: to, just trying to do my cleans, and take my walk. <laughs> yeah.
1: Um, um, but yeah, no, I, I, I think, uh, yeah, I, I, uh, I consumed a shitload of calories. So I actually plan on trying to lose some weight, legitimately trying to lose some weight prior to the run this year, just so I don't have as much on my frame
0: right i'm i'm definitely um i'm definitely probably going to be dropping weight for this i'm already dropping weight i was part of part of the deal why i've been running so much lately Is i'm trying to get my weight down yeah too fat too fat right now it feels good to that. feel lean yeah. yeah Oh, i always feel better when i'm lean yeah. um but yeah so so all that for sure and um yeah, uh, I remember we we talked about it the last time. You said you you told me you were intentionally keeping yourself uh, you're keeping your weight on though Was you like you didn't want
1: to. Yeah, or, I was. You well, made it sound that I didn't want to or... like whittle down, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, but in retrospect, it's like I I kind of just wish maybe I should whittle down a little bit if I want to perform better on the marathon. It's like. Sure. Who cares? You know, it's only going to take me, it's not going to take me long to get back that muscle that I mm-hmm. would inevitably lose. So it doesn't really matter that
0: much. I got to get some fucking new running shoes, dude. I'm running the same shoes I've had for like five years. And, um, I just noticed when I was on these last few runs, like my feet were so damaged just from right. running. Like I did the, uh, I told you I did 23 miles in three days. Yeah to finish off the year and fuck dude my feet were so damaged from that i haven't run since uh since the 31st so today was my first run because i just needed to recover like yeah um so i definitely have to uh have to get like some i don't know like something new
2: something sexy
0: something sleek like for sure like some brookses or something i don't know something that's gonna really yeah, no, pop, that's, you know? that's what i ran
1: in last yeah. year and then the time before that i did uh a6 i, used, I like yeah. a6 uh,
0: i have a pair of Asics, but they're like super old they're falling apart like the pinky toe is coming out of one of them i don't even know how that breaches the surface i
1: yeah i've got some old pairs that do that too yeah, um, yeah a6 brooks those are all good i would just go on
0: I have a pair of Newtons, but I feel like those are more like sprinting shoes. They have like a they have like a bar across the across the toe line. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I think And they yeah, oh, that and
1: might be a, it. Could be hiking too. That might be like a rock shield, maybe.
0: Uh no 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 like across the uh, not the toe line like the um like the ball of your foot. There's like a, oh okay, like okay. On the on the on the sole, there's like a bar that goes across. So oh it's like,
1: okay, it's, yeah, yeah, no, I think that yeah.
0: definitely is a sprinting shoe yeah so it's a uh, it like grips when you're when you're pressing off so right but the soles are really thin, they're super super light um they're but they're there's like no support like you do not wanna run in those for long distances or anything those are those right. are nice for like sprinting down a track and back but right, yeah, so I gotta get something something that's gonna protect. My feet from my big fat body slamming into them for miles. It a is
1: time. a it is a bummer how even though we're barely thirty. Well, you're 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 coming up on thirty.
0: You shut your fucking mouth.
1: Wow. <laughs> um, I'll be thirty. I won't be thirty by the marathon, but I'll be thirty shortly after that. Sure. But it is shitty how uh less resilient your body becomes in such a short amount of time. Oh yeah. I can only imagine how it's gonna feel when we're forty. It's gonna fucking suck.
0: Yeah, yeah. No, I mean I'm I'm just I've already resigned myself to the fact that I'm gonna be crippled in like two years. So I'm I'm getting all the I'm getting all the especially. marathons and everything in that I can right now. So
1: Yeah, and especially for you. Are you do you still have you still been uh training at all or no?
0: I haven't been doing much. Um, I I just like, I, I'm just keeping in shape mostly just working out and dieting and and go like around the park when I'm running, I'll stop and do like some shadow boxing and shit. I'm not doing any real training. Um, Definitely. I want to get, I want to get back into it, but we'll, we'll see like, I gotta, I gotta figure some things out. Right. Yeah i'm bummed because i haven't
1: been to my uh, i started doing i think the the last time we had done a podcast we talked about this but i started doing kickboxing again mm-hmm. and um i haven't been able to go lately because my schedule at work kind of switched around a little so mm-hmm. i don't know if i'm able to. but i finally felt like i was starting to get into my groove again right yeah light on my feet and kind of get some snap back but See, I'm,
0: I'm just, yeah, that, that's more or less what I'm doing is trying not to lose that. Like, just kind of yeah. keeping my flow. Mm-hmm. So that when I do jump back in, uh, however I go about that, then I'm not going to be, like, way out of, my, out of my element, feeling, like, really stiff and uh, have my timing and range off. All those things that, like, you have to sandpaper those down. <laughs> yeah. Keep, yeah.
1: Well, you know what I noticed got the shittiest for me uh my reaction time when i went back to kickboxing was awful right like, even just carrying basic punches it was yeah. so it had been so long since i'd done that mm-hmm. and um, i was just fucking horrible at it and i finally started to get my timing back and get a little rhythm going but right um physically i felt good when i went back like I, my conditioning felt great and every, everything like that but uh, just that's the first thing that definitely goes. It's just mm-hmm. forgetting what it feels like to actually have a punch thrown at you. Mm-hmm. you know?
0: Yeah. Sometimes it really like throws you off when you actually get hit for the first time in a while. It's like, Oh yeah, it kind of hurts. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's a little, a little shock. My system just happened.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah. But yeah, I mean, I, I, had, a,
1: you know, I had this, I, I had this funny story that I wanted to tell you. It was a, uh, it was the last kickboxing class I went to, so it was probably like three weeks ago. Mm-hmm. And uh, it was like I said, I finally felt like I was starting to get my flow back. And we mm-hmm. have to do these, you know, partner drills with like the muay Thai pads and the kicking shield and all that stuff. And um, there was a girl in class who was having to hold the shield for me. And you know, like most of the people in the class are girls and younger guys, so I can't really go. It's not like when we used to hit the pads. like yeah. I can't really go. <laughs> force um and uh i was doing this kick shield, and i was going maybe like you know 50 60 percent i started to ramp it up a little but it wasn't anything crazy but i could just see this girl's face every time i would kick the shield like her whole body would rattle <laughs> and i was like shit like they need to get somebody else in here to hold this pad i feel bad for this girl
0: and, somebody uh, with some girths to hold that pad <laughs>
1: yeah somebody with some weight on them and um, we we she gets done holding the pad, and then she looks at me. She was like, "You kick so hard, I almost vomited every time you <laughs> kicked the pad." I <laughs> was like, the funniest sentence I'd ever heard. Like she, so that whole That's time wonderful. I was like, I could see her rattling. That was her trying to hold her vomit in as I kicked the body pad. Yeah, that was hilarious. You're just
0: jangling up all of her internal juices.
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah, it was
0: pretty funny. You have a you have a gang building up behind you.
1: Yeah, if uh, if you guys are hearing this beautiful ambiance, I have going. in oh, a yeah. uh, pack of pugs behind me who just love to bark at basically uh, everything. Just, bark at everything. I love,
0: how, I love how they're all just like. They're all just hanging along the uh, along the couch. So they look like um they look like like panthers on a tree in Africa, like just hanging from the branches. <laughs> That's
1: basically what they are.
0: Yeah, very it's dangerous funny. animals. It's funny how like you
1: start to just identify different aspects about the pug. And uh I've been able it's it's funny what you do with animals, because I've been able to identify what type of nut I associate each pug with. (laughs) So for some reason, Lily, who's directly behind me, reminds me of a macadamia nut. Of course. Tuxedo, who's the smallest, he's the middle guy over here. He looks like a peanut because he's got a little peanut head. Mm -hmm. Walter, Mm -hmm. over here in the corner, the the biggest boy, the stud muffin of the group. Walter is most definitely a walnut because he's got a big wrinkly face. And Molly... Who's the part Chihuahua? She's the chug. She's a little more slender in her build. She's like a cashew.
0: She's built like a cashew. I could see that like from here. Cashew. Yeah.
1: So I've turned all of my dogs into nuts.
0: Yeah. And uh Macadamia nut back there just gave us like a big smile. Oh
1: yeah. Macad Lily's like
0: super cute. She's yeah. just, adorable. She's very I'm very fond of your pugs. One day I... I'd like to get my hands on them scrunch their faces. Never in my
1: wildest dreams did I think I would be surrounded by this many.
0: Oh yeah. It's pretty crazy. It was bound to happen. I could have told you it years ago. <laughs> Someday you were going to have just <laughs> just a, a society of pugs <laughs> all all around you. You would be the mayor of I'm a the mayor town of Pug pugs. Town. Yes. Yeah. It's beautiful. Uh, well, well, um. That, that, was the, that was the sigh in the well that signifies we're reaching the end when, of this podcast.
1: When, when I start talking about what type of nuts I identify my pugs as, we probably ran out of shit to talk about for today.
0: And then I start talking about what kind of pugs I identify my nuts as.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I feel like the, the last 20 minutes of our conversation there turned into very middle-aged man talk.
0: I'm generally well, I to
1: get going and start running again, but my oh. Feet hurt. oh, look at my dog. It looks like a peanut. <laughs>
0: <laughs> well, dude, we, we did, we crossed over into middle age over, over the course of this podcast. We went from being just young spry comic book reading, uh, super powered testosterone charged young men watching porn and, and, uh, sin city. And, you know, Just beating people up and driving fast cars to getting a a nice, responsible family vehicle like a Honda Odyssey.
1: (laughs) (laughs) We started this podcast making fun of Patrick Wilson.
0: And then we we became Patrick. (laughs) We ended this podcast becoming Patrick Wilson.
2: Yeah.
0: Yeah. Well, once again, thanks for joining us, guys. Give us a like and follow. Yes uh back and bone show instagram facebook youtube do it all we love yeah. you guys bye bye bye